from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, Quake is on Switch, and we're going to talk about all the news from Gamescom. It's all in the wrist, even in handheld mode. Every violent video game has a sewer level. general has a sewer level whether it's violent or not welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 285 your place for nintendo fans talking about shooting stuff like yourself and uh we are your host i'm trey an incarnation of my hatred shall ever follow your kind dooming them to wander a blood-soaked sea of darkness for all time johnson i'm jeremy pain of the cube part two Mikowski. john blood bullets and bananas knitter Lots of blood and pain in our romance this week. <laughs> yeah. Mine was a spoiler, but it's it's fine. It, w- it was just one of those things that I was like, wow, okay. That's what that was. Yeah, we're having a pretty angsty week over here. Well, let's do let's start off the show how we normally do and talk about games that we've bought or games that we've been playing. <laughs> I guess we will start. Let's start off with uh, the one that I beat this week. That is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Finished. Whoosh. Good job. Completed that game. And my middle name was what? Not Ganon, but looks like Ganon tells you when you beat him at the end of the game. <laughs> and I, it was just kind of like... Smite or whatever his name is. Well, he like curses you. Oh, Smite. Smite. Yeah, no, his name is uh, Demise. Demise. That's yeah. Right. And, he, and he looks like a Street Fighter character. Like, he really he really looks a lot like Akuma whenever, whenever mm-hmm. you fight him. So, I mean, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Because he has this huge, like, red hair and it's like... Fire on fire and it's like animating like through the back of his head and all this stuff but when you but when you defeat him he like, he gives you that speech about how we will forever haunt you and and your kind forever and it's like he basically cursed link because i guess then he will show up again as ganon as ganon i don't know it's, it's really weird that it had a different name but he totally looks like ganon he just looks like ganon if he was in street fighter and he was wearing like a giant gi or whatever that's that's kind of what the character <laughs> struck me as like a samurai whatever it was a feudal ganon big uh pant looking things so yeah that's what i that's what i got from it but i made it i made it through skyward sword uh finished it at like 60 hours almost 61 hours so there you go i spent uh i'm just uh slow at beating games i guess according to how long to beat yeah i'm at 41 now i just hit 41 and uh i just got to wait let me just look at my notes here that way we just knock this one out um, yeah we'll talk about it together I just beat the windfish, or as John kept calling him, the windfish. So I just beat the Leviah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been set on to go get the, uh, to go get the uh, pieces of the music. Oh yeah, and those aren't really. It's kind of unfortunate because those aren't actually dungeons. 
So you don't really have any more. You have like a dungeon, but it's not really a whole dungeon. So you don't really have much left to look forward to. That's what I'm saying. Just the last tears <laughs> of light. No, and, I mean uh, that's that's not true. I mean there is there's some fun to be had, I guess, in the in the song stuff. But but there's not really any like dungeon dungeons, which is which is weird. That's which I I have on here. I really thought that last dungeon that I played was kind of lame. The volcano temple. Yeah, it's was, it's not it's not my favorite. It's it was so straightforward, and I never like even kind of felt stuck in it, which the la- the other couple, the last few that I played, there's some real head scratchers, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got nothing on that, uh, the ship one, which was so good, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, and it's like, it's kind of like, eh, yeah, it's sort of straightforward. That's the only one that I really remember the one with the ship and the one where you're, you're, you're going where you uh, back and forth the time. the time pockets. Yeah. yeah. I really don't, as, as you guys were talking about it, you know, I always kind of defend this game. So I, I thought I, I like the game. I think it's a, a really good game in the, in the context of other games. It's a great game. It's all the games. It's like a it's like a good to maybe arguably okay game. I think, and I can't remember as I as you hear you guys talk about this specific dungeons except for that time dungeon. I I don't have any picture in my head of the the volcano dungeon or or anything else. Um, I mean, I, so I think maybe that is kind of proven. Every, everybody's point to a degree like it's not a great Zelda game well i mean i i mean i think the dungeons are the best part of the game actually and, and i don't I, know if i could it, remember all the dungeons and like over enough time for instance even yeah. though I, I love those dungeons like it's just you remember the I water one stuff over time everybody, i mean i could sort of remember the water it. one yeah. yeah but only because it was frustrating just because of the annoyance yeah i mean well it's a i don't remember any of the dungeons per se before i played it but it'd been you know i played it once when it came out and that was it actually no that's not true I did play a little bit of it, maybe about like halfway through before Breath of the Wild came out. So I did kind of remember some of it, but then again, I didn't remember it as well, you know. So it was like I don't know, but it, but I think the dungeons are definitely the best part of the game. But the game yeah. and what's and you'll you'll even already know this, and you'll know it even more as you go through the ending here. Is that this is a small ass fucking game? Like there's really mm-hmm. not a whole lot of land in this game, and it's just have you go over yeah. the same. The fact that you have over to and over again, yeah. The fact that you have to go to the same place like four times is just like, what were you thinking, guys? <laughs> you know, it's very much this is a small ass game. Which I realized on this one is that you don't even there's not even enough heart pieces to completely fill up your twenty hearts. You have to get two heart medals, which give you entire hearts, which is weird. And it already starts you with like six hearts too from the beginning. So they were. All right, off the top bat, they knew that there was not that much land for you to explore. So we're like, mm-hmm. we're like, we're cutting down the the heart po- the heart pieces. You know, there's going to be much less in this game. And I got them all except for one, and I couldn't find the one. And then I ended up just, I just looked down a list of them, and I cr- tried a couple, and then I found it. You know, so I did end up getting getting all of them, even though I wasn't really sure if I would. You know, because I almost always, I didn't do it for Breath of the Wild because that would have taken forever. But it's a uh, but for pretty much for all the regular Zelda games, I always want to get all the hearts before I beat the game. That's always like the one thing that I want to do. You don't have to, I don't have to do all the other stuff. I just want to get all the heart pieces and have all the hearts. So I'm not that worried about that. I mean, I've got, I'm well into the second row of hearts at this point. And uh, what I really need is more bottles. That's what I've written down here. I only have two bottles right now and I need oh. to buy more. I have I had five bottles when I beat it. Yeah, and I'd only carried three of them. Yeah, I would want to get at least one more. I would probably carry three or four. 
I only use three. Well, because uh, also if you want to use both of the heart and metals, that takes up two spots in your I have one of those. bag there, which is annoying yeah. as well. Bottles are sort of the unsung hero of weapons and itinerary in uh, Zelda games. They really are. No, I, li- you, I like. I mean, yeah, I like bottles. Don't get me wrong. I just uh, they sort of make you use them for a couple things in missions. Yeah, basically all I really use, I use like three bottles. I have the enhanced version of like the arrow quiver and the bomb and the bomb bag, and mm-hmm. like two hearts, and I think that's it really that I carry with me. I don't carry that much stuff, you know. But with but when it's like how it takes up space for everything, it's kind of annoying, you know. So. So I had I'm to far li- enough at the end. I had to limit it to two to three bottles. Yeah, I'm far enough t- to the end that I would rather hunt down bottles than more heart pieces because I figure that's. <laughs> I like the heart pieces actually. I, I like I like the stuff that you do for it. Like I mean, I went back. I went back to that uh, happy 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 fun land or whatever the fuck it's called with the guy with the with the cannon and all that. And I I said I liked it last week. I don't like it. Yeah, I hated it this <laughs> week when I played it. I, it didn't take me that long to get it. You know, I, I just kind of just sat down. I was like, all right, I'm going to get this. I know it's kind of annoying, but I'll get it. And I always land on the one rupee thing and it's just not worth my time. And I kept, and I kept <laughs> landing on the wrong thing. And, and eventually I did. I mean, it only took me like three or four times. So it didn't I take me that long that to get to game. It. It's like a, a cannon shooting game or something. You got to shoot through, mm-hmm. shoot yourself through rings. No, it, well, yeah. you shoot, you shoot yourself yeah. all the way up into the air and then you come down and then you're falling and then you so like you're skydive falling through the yeah. rings. And you're avoiding okay, yeah. these like bumpers that have the clown's face on them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, so yeah, there's, and there's like five rings that you go through, right? So you can have a times 10 and if you get Six all or seven, no, I think it's five that you go okay. through from the top. Cause it counts to 10 to times 10. And then when you, and then when you get to the bottom, there's like one square that's like a blue and red or blue and a pink or whatever. And if you land on that, after you hit all five of the rings, You'll get the heart piece. That's and it, there's only one spot like that on the ring, so that's how you do it. And it's kind of annoying because you know it's spinning as you're falling and all that, and it can be kind of irritating your, to uh, land on it. You can't use your sail though. Well, that sail wouldn't do, do shit for you anyway. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and all it does is just make you fall directly down. Even though you know what, as, and we're speaking of the sail and like annoying stuff in the game. Uh, the third version of Gearham and the third version of uh, Imprisoned are both awesome. Like they're so easy compared to the other two versions. Good, because like I a- I rage quit Gearham once. Yeah, but it actually only took two tries to beat him, not counting the one I rage quit. And then same with uh, the second Imprisoned. Like yeah, I think the second I got was all the way to the end, top yeah. the first time, and I got pissed. And then the second time I tried, I almost knocked all his toes off, and then he woke up at the bottom i'm like fuck it i'm like if i don't knock him down at the very bottom the first time i'm restarting it and so the third one is really cool because he basically starts like flying he like a, this like sort of this uh, portal like shows up behind 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 his back and he starts flying up through the middle and all you have to do is hit him once with the bomb with Groose, and then he'll fall all the way down back to the bottom so it's pretty easy for you to just hit him once and then you go down there and hit him in the head and then after that, you jump on the cannon and they shoot the cannon link onto the top and then you hit it from the top. So it's like, so you don't actually have to run and destroy the, the toe beans and all that stuff. Like yes. that's annoying in the other one. So that's why I like the third one so much better. And actually, it and you get to the point when you're when you're collecting all the songs, you'll go to L- Lene Rue, whatever, desert, and you're going to find the, the dragon there. And there's like a boss rush thing. And if you want the Hillian sword, the Hillian shield... You have to beat all the bosses in a row without like healing at all, and it sucks. <laughs> I tried doing it, and I was like, "But you have to fight like Gearham and you know the imprisoned 
point two and all that. And oh, really? It sucks. Ooh, if you want to get no, the shield, I didn't. I didn't get doing the, it. I've never done it. I've actually never done it because I hated the bosses so much. And I was like, who cares? I don't need the Hillian shield. But if you want the heart piece from there, you only have to beat four. You only have to beat four of them instead of beating like eight, which is how okay. much you have to do to do the to get the heart heart piece. But I think uh, I I remember I always used to think that uh, Wind Waker was the Zelda that had the least amount of dungeons, but this one might be the one with the least amount of dungeons. It only has like six, I think. But Wind Waker only had like five, right? I it thought was Wind, four. I thought Wind Waker had six too. Wind, Wind Waker had four, but then it, there was just so much extra space with, with the ocean and all that stuff. Yeah, but that there was, was a lot of extra side was, stuff on there. I thought Wind Waker was one of the shortest ones actually, because I went through it pretty quickly. Because there's not Wind a whole Waker lot to is do. The shortest. It's all 3D Zelda that I that I can think of. Unless Majora's Mask is probably technically shorter, but it's got more side quest stuff. Well, Majora's Mask was three whole days. Well, Majora's Mask has only has like four dungeons, so it, it does have less dungeons than that. But I I always thought that Wind Waker is the one with the with the least amount of dungeons. That isn't that isn't Majora's Mask, but I mean it was a it was a critique at the time. Like this game's too short, and then. Even I just remember like staring blankly at the screen, just being completely dumbfounded that I was fighting Ganon already. And, and that was really the end of the game. But then they reused some of the, or they rather, yeah, there were like extra dungeons that were supposed to be in there that they didn't have time to put in that were in Twilight Princess, right? Or at least elements of those dungeons that were cut. From yeah. yeah, that's what they, well, I mean, Twilight Princess has like 12 dungeons or something. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I remember they were really trying to like, fix that problem like kind of the same thing with a uh, skyward sword to to a uh, breath of the wild you know where skyward sword is so small and breath of the wild is so big which mm-hmm. makes me want to go play breath of the wild after this but i just haven't yet just because i needed a break from zelda but it's like uh yeah it's it just it just seems so small the game really does and the dungeons are my favorite thing and they just they just go away for those past those last like 10 hours or whatever you just don't have any and it's kind of like uh why but I thought it was really funny because I remember you telling me that you couldn't beat the boss because you couldn't do the Skyward Strike to him. Mm-hmm. I never did the Skyward Strike. I beat the guy without doing it once. Never Skyward Stroke anybody. I'd actually. Did. I don't remember. I probably <laughs> thought that's what I had to do, and gave well, that, up I mean that's fast. that's what I did. I mean that's what I did when I played it the first time. But I was convinced that I didn't beat the guy, and that there was going to be another part to it because he went down so quickly. Because it was really weird. Because I played him the first time, and I had like three. I had like three potions, no, three three healing potions. You know, I had the plus version where it fills all your hearts back up, and one of them had a double plus where you can use it twice. And I like, and I used all of my potions, and I still died. So I'm like, oh shit, this guy's hard. So I go back. So I go back to the. Um, well, I had to reload the save because if you go to continue, you'll automatically lose all your potions. Mm-hmm. So I like restarted the whole game. I like closed it and then went back. So, so it would be saved with all the potions on there. So I go back to the Skyloft and I like make double plus for all of my potions so I can use them all like six times total, you know. So I'm all ready. And then I go back to fight him and then I don't use any potions and I never use the Skyward Strike and I beat the dude. And I was <laughs> and I was convinced that there was another part because I remember doing that when I played the game the first time. But nope, it was over. It was done. I thought he was going to come back and I'd have to fight him again and do the Skyward thing. But I guess I completely missed it this time and I just beat him without doing it. And and I was and I looked at a strategy on how to do it. And apparently I did the completely wrong thing. I did what you're not supposed to do at all. I basically, I kind of played it like Dark Souls, I guess, even though I don't really like those games. But 
I just dodged him. I just dodged and attacked. That's what I did. I just, uh, every time he swiped, I jumped out of the way and I hit him. And then he swiped again. I jumped out of the way and I hit him. And I just kept doing that until he fell down. And then I jumped and stabbed him. And that was the end. That's the hmm. end of the game. I never, I never did a Skyward Sword. I never did the Skyward Strike. I never did the block. You're supposed to block with your shield, I guess. I never did that either. And I just destroyed him the second time. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just, it, was, it just seemed so uh, anticlimactic, I guess. I guess with me, it's like the both times I've beat Girahim, like I've sort of understood what I was doing, but I still ultimately don't know how I beat it. Like, I feel like I was just getting frustrated and swiping randomly at a certain oh, point. Oh, I, yeah, I hate, I hate playing Girahim. <laughs> like, I tried doing it again in the boss rush, and I just hate it. It just never feels good. And I try to do where you like swipe from the other side when his hand's on the other side, but it still Mm -hmm. doesn't work. And I try to like move to have his hand go the one way and then swipe from the other. And it never feels like it's an exact way that it always works. It feels very random every time. And that, and that always really annoys me with games where it's not like, you know exactly how to hit it and this is how it's going to work. I feel like it's just completely random. Like it doesn't really have a set way that it's going to work. I feel like I sort of cheesed at least, I got several hits in this way, but then I couldn't get it to work again. But I like had my shield out and he'd come all the way up where he'd back me up basically against a wall. And then I would kind of like move off to the side a little bit and then he would just keep pushing forward. And then I would start hitting him in the back with my sword and I, like it worked. <laughs> and, like go. I got a bunch of good hits in that way, but I couldn't get him to like get me back into that position again. So, but yeah, if I could just like do just get him in the hug and <laughs> Step yeah. in the back over and over nice. again. I, that's how I would always play. Doesn't style. Well, yeah. well you <laughs> can do my hugs and shiv him. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of operate though, like like Shadow Link from Ocarina of Time, like where he sort of mimics your moves a little bit? Yeah, he's watching your like sword. You see his like hand mimics like, the it. tip of your sword, and then he also just constantly advancing on you, so always coming towards you. And then if you like get you know you go on aggro against him. Once he backs up against the wall, he dissolves and immediately appears near you, advancing on you. So you have to flip around as fast as you can because he's coming right at you. And uh, that's the entire, and that's one of the most annoying things about him is he doesn't get off your shit. Like, he's always <laughs> he coming towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, the great thing about uh, the third time that you fight him is that you don't have to do any of that shit. He'll never catch your sword. You can just like, just, you can just swing at him and he'll just, and you'll defeat him pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about the third time. That's it doesn't feel it's easy. Like I didn't I didn't feel like it was annoying. Like I I went through it a couple times actually. You know, cuz I accidentally cuz accidentally died. I actually accidentally died against demise twice. The first time I died because I couldn't get to my potion quick enough cuz I was trying to run away and he like hit me in the back with a sword and I died, you know, mm-hmm. like without without healing myself. So that was the first time I died. Which was kind of a cheap shot, but Do you always have to fight Gearham if you mess up like you go back to Gearham? Uh, I don't think so, but I think I just didn't save before that or something. There was some reason I had to fight Gearham twice. Mm-hmm. Either that or maybe I died on Gearham the first time. I don't remember. But anyway, I did end up beat- beating him twice, and I thought it was pretty easy. So it's it's much different than the other battles, so that's good. So you have that to look forward to, <laughs> the third version. Third version is the best version. you know. Do you think so, I have about 10 hours left then? Maybe I five, guess five I don't know. Hours. I mean, you're I'm, ho- like, I'm hoping to have it done by next. Yeah, I mean, you're at like 45, and I was at 60. So I mean, it depends on mm-hmm. what you do. Like I went, I went and played a lot of the extra stuff, but I did like, I did the cheats. Like I did the the pumpkin throw one with the uh, with the one guy. Basically, if you, if you aim it at like this one part of the fence in the background, 
you'll break it. It'll destroy the pumpkin every time. And it's like super easy. And you just like, you don't really have to aim at anything. I don't know if you ever did that in the original one, but I remember doing that. Mm-mm. One of the guys fledge it, the guy that you give the, um, he's got like the rosy cheeks. He's the one that you mm-hmm. give the stamina potion to. So you can do the push ups. It, there, there's a mini game that it becomes that comes from that where he throws a pumpkin in the air and you have to shoot him conse- consecutively a bunch of times and you have to get like 800 points. If you aim like if you aim at the fence that's right behind him like to like diagonally from him and you release it whenever he starts to throw the pumpkin, you'll hit it every time. So you can just do hmm. it over and over and over again and get like 10,000 points. So that's that's what I did. That's what I did last. Does he time give you too. money? I mean, he, he'll give you. Well, he gives you a heart piece. But you'll get, oh. I think you can get cash from it if you keep playing it after that. I stopped after you, after the heart piece. But yeah, I mean, he'll give you 50 I've done or like whatever. No, no side quests in that. Yeah. So I was like, who are you talking about? Or I did, I did about? end up getting like 200 rupees from Fun Fun Dude. So, you know, mm-hmm. while I was trying to get the heart piece. So I did make some money and I ended up finishing with like 1,800 rupees. So I had plenty of extra cash left over, you know, because you keep getting you keep getting like extra wallets and stuff for for doing like there's that one. Uh, there's the Batro guy who like lives mm-hmm. under the island who's like Batro. Isn't that the same name that he that he was in A Link to the Past where he uh, I didn't like, even curses think about you? It. That's that's a dude who lives in the well, isn't it? That's what I always I thought just, it was. I, just made I, th- that I connection. thought it was the same guy. Yeah. The one that's like who like curses you, but doesn't curse you. So you so you use less magic. I always thought that was the same guy. But yeah, most of the time, whenever you do anything for that guy, he'll just give you a bigger wallet. So you end up with like a plus 9,000 wallet at the beginning, at the end. So it's like, whatever. But I mean, I, I did all the side mission stuff to to make Batro a human, and I did the and I did enough so I could get all the heart pieces. Wow. So I like I like the extra stuff in Zelda games. That's always my favorite mm-hmm. thing. So I mean. Me too. I always do. I I'm like, just trying to beat it. Especially this game, because I think the characters in this game have a lot of personality. So I mean, I do like the way the characters are portrayed and I wanted to do, I wanted to finish the Batro quest for sure. Cause I mean, he deserves to be human. Look at him. He's a big, big bat guy, big, nice bat guy. Needs to be human. Oh yeah. That was a memorable section of that game. Like he's it. living like off, si- off the side of the hill by the water. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's under, he lives under the graveyard. He wants you to bring him uh crystals, like a, a whatever their happiness crystals or whatever they're called mm-hmm. that, that you get from doing uh various tasks for people. And if you get to like 80, I think is the total then he becomes human. And it's cool because if you come back to the, if you go back to the bazaar or whatever, he'll be there now. He won't be under the, he won't be under the, the uh, cemetery anymore. He'll be hanging out in the bazaar with everybody else. And I think that, thought that was a nice detail. You made his life better. Yeah. He was actually like hanging out in public when I went back there to do the potion. I was like, Oh shit, he's over here now. He's like, he's like over by the door and you can talk to him. He's like, Oh, I'm so happy that I can hang out with people again. So it was cool. I like I like all the extra story stuff, and, I, and we mentioned before whenever we did our Zelda best Zelda characters, I mentioned that I like the the girl the the, the girlfriend that you get that's not Zelda the, the girl that like oh yep you can have a one who's hanging out at the bazaar yeah so I did the stuff with her too and there's two different I never did that either there's two different ways for that you can either like break her heart or you can stay with her and I didn't break her heart this time I don't think I ever did in any of them. But uh, yeah, no, her dad because her dad owns the um, the pumpkin. He he owns the bamboo place where you, where you cut through the bamboo oh. over and over again, and uh, he'll start talking about how his daughter, how he thinks his daughter's seeing somebody, and he wants you to go tell that person to stop stalking her. But that person is you, so you can once you get to that point, she wants you to go talk to her at her house. You go talk to her, and she'll basically ask you if you really love her or whatever, and you can say no or yes, and she'll ask you like five times, and 
you, you'll you'll still get the same amount of crystals for it, but there's two different ways for it to go. It's cool that there's some stuff that works like that. There's also that guy with the ghost, the uh, the one guy who's Groose's friend that like writes the mm-hmm. love letter for the girl, and you can either give it to the hand as toilet paper, or you can give it to the girl. I always give it to the hand, to the ghost hand that's in that's in the toilet at the mm-hmm. at night. And uh, if you do that one, then the ghost like forever tor- torments him after that, and the ghost gives you the crystals it's it's cool that there's a couple couple of different ways you can do stuff in that game so i have not explored the town very much yeah that's, that's my favorite part of the game i mean aside from the dungeons or the town stuff and the characters like i, I love that shit so i mean i guess i could yeah. still do all that stuff does yeah. it affect what how zelda talks to me if i i mean zelda's not even she's not there for 80 percent of the game she's in yeah. that other time in that other time i mean at this world, point so. she's frozen i mean she's an amber so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. yeah oh, you mean like no, you I get can... a different ending if you don't save her quick enough or whatever i don't think it i don't think it matters well i, I just meant about the whole talking to another chick right exactly oh, I yeah. she never mentioned it she never mentioned it because mm-hmm. no all you have to i mean she's kind of like uh she's like those characters from animal crossing the one the the so sisters or whatever you have to keep talking mm-hmm. to them and eventually the one will like won't talk to you and then eventually they'll give you all these patterns that's kind of how she is like she's like she's super shitty to you the first you just have to just keep talking to her and then eventually she'll start liking you and then she'll you know she'll like stand she'll like stand up when you're when you come to see her and she'll be so excited to see you but but she'll be an asshole to you for like the first like four or five times that you talk to her over over time you know it's like you just you just wearing her down <laughs> keep talking to her mm-hmm. and eventually she'll like you you know don't do that people that's uh it's gross and and stocky and all that stuff mm-hmm. but yeah skyward sword finished officially and since we're all kind of talking about stuff that we that we did, why don't we talk about the WarioWare demo? Because we all because we all played yeah. that. Uh, WarioWare, what, what's the? How can I not remember? Get it together. Get it together. There it is. Get it, yeah, together, get it together, Trey. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have it together. I can't remember the name <laughs> of the WarioWare demo. Yeah, there's there the WarioWare demo like happened like I feel like it was like right after we were done it recording. Was like an or an hour after. Day. It was pretty. It was pretty close. You know we. We didn't talk about it, so we didn't will it into existence this time. But it was very much like it was real close. So I mean, I was pretty mm-hmm. excited. Well, I had to finish the edit. I know once I finished the edit, I played around with it for a while, and I like it. I mean, it's uh, me too. There, there is. I mean, there is a big like caveat to it because uh, there is no online play, from what I can tell. On Warrior, there is Warrior online play. It, well, there was a new trailer. Oh, really? There was, well, a tra- there was a new trailer today that showed leader, off the online play. Oh, the only thing I heard was leaderboards. That there was only leaderboards. Because on the if you go to the eShop, that's what I'm thinking of. If you go to the eShop, the eShop does not say online multiplayer under on the description for the game. It says local. Mm. It says local one through four. So and unless they unveiled something that I missed, I'm pretty sure that there's not online multiplayer, which is a shame because the multiplayer stuff looks pretty fun. We'll watch it over the break and confirm afterward. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it isn't. I was under the impression it was just the leaderboard, which is cool, I guess, but it's also maybe similar in context to what the Mario, the Mario golf thing is where it'll just reset every month. Oh, the ranked mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, ranked mode is actually a multiplayer. Like, I don't think this has an actual multiplayer thing. Yeah, I know. It just, yeah, maybe it would reset. I don't know. I, I I'm guessing it's just, just as much as like we were talking about Islanders next last week, where it's like your score versus thousands of other people and it'll just or millions whatever show you where you're at so that's a shame but i mean i i like the warrior games just because of their weirdness so i mean i'm still planning on getting it just because i like them too i think that one thing is that the warrior games the, the real charm was that you could hand over the controller to anybody 
regardless of their experience level, and they pick it up in a second and learn how to play. Because you only have you know half a second to learn how to play the game anyway. But with this one, there's a little bit more difficulty thrown in because you have to mm-hmm. know what each of the characters does. So it means a little bit more toward a regular you know, gamer, not so much the casual crowd in that regard. But there's that little step that might some people might not be able to get over, but I think you give it a chance and then you'll find that it's a lot of fun, even with those characters. In fact, I thought it was kind of refreshing. It's a, yeah, it, it, it adds an extra layer of complexity with having the different characters that you can play as, which control differently. And it's weird because, you know, every, basically every mini game will be different for what, whatever character you're playing as. Yeah. And some of them will be right. really easy and some will be like hard as shit that you just can't do with that character. So it's just, and I guess right. I was watching a video showing stuff before the demo came out and they were saying that like when you go, you know, like when you go and you can look at like each game and you can play each of the different levels of the game, mm-hmm. it'll basically have a little icon next to it telling you which characters are the best characters to use for those games. Oh, I didn't notice that. So it'll kind of like, well, it's not in the demo yet. It it, it wouldn't be until the later version, but, but they will let you know like what is, who's like strong against this level and stuff like that for you to try to strategize with it. But what was cool about the demo is if you, you know, if you play it multiple times, you'll keep unlocking characters. So I unlocked all the six characters that were available Mm -hmm. on there. And then you can make, and then you can set it up to where you just have all the characters chosen at random and that was how i would play it after that which is pretty Same. cool it would randomly pick one and i made it to like 30 for my for my high score which i guess i mean i wasn't trying that hard but 30 35 is my high score yeah. and that's i did actually try so yeah but it's it really hard after like 20 i think but I, but i liked what was available on there like i played it through and got all the characters and then i really I, wanted then, bo- a boss yeah. fight i was kind oh of yeah yeah it wasn't a boss fight yeah but I mean, what you you only see like one Nintendo one, but the Splatoon one that's on there is pretty cute. Where you have to like mm-hmm. basically right. play the you're you're being the Judge Cats, you know, from the game where you have to pick like who won the match and all that. That's cool. Mm. I, I like seeing that on there. But yeah, it's like uh, I don't. Yeah, it was. I, I played it until I got all the characters, and then I like quit. But then I came back and played it again because I just thought it was really fun to play. And I, mm. and I even hopped back on the demo again, and I saw some extra games that I hadn't seen yet that were on there. So really? it's still kind of. I mean, it was like there was like one maybe that because I, you know, I haven't seen because it, it is kind of because it is kind of random and sometimes there's ones that don't show up till later. But but yeah, it's it's cool. I like it. I mean, I it's, it's a meaty you know, demo. Yeah, definitely give it a, give it a shot if you haven't. What did you guys think? Was there a, a particular mini game that you liked the best? Honestly, I will also say none of the mini games really to me seem super memorable. Like the one where you're tweezing the. Zeus like character or whatever. What I, the of, yeah. I mean, that one's hilarious. And I do also like when you knock the candy off the plate. Oh, yeah, the kid with, with the, the kid with the, the, tongue. the face yeah. tongue. Yeah, yeah. The, the face the kid right. makes yeah. when you lose, though. That's really, really oh. funny. Because oh, he yeah. just like a really dark stone faced yeah. statue. Yeah. And it's very, I mean, obviously very weird and on brand for He's very the, upset. the weirdness of, of uh, WarioWare. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I know it's just a demo, so I'm still not judging the merits of the entire game i just kind of didn't find any of the games that fun um and it just didn't have that magic i don't know i wasn't feeling the magic oh i mean it's like i I, think maybe one of the big reasons is that every every warioware in some way at least for a while is like try to use the whatever the the new the new thing of the console is and this is like i don't know obviously it's so you can just pass the joy con around and people just have to use like one button and yeah and the joystick and a stick. I mean, I get it, but 
I don't know. To me, that's just like almost going backwards because like they think you're right. touch and tilt and all this other stuff with other games, and now it's just back to like. I'll tell you one thing. Not it's regular much, game. It's much yeah. better than the Wii U one because the Wii U one is terrible. That is definitely yeah. the worst one. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever even played it. I never played the DSi one. That's like the photo one, but. I bought the Wii U one and I was very disappointed with it. I thought it was not good. Like there wasn't wasn't the Wii U one. There was something where you were like trying to take pictures of like your neighbor's house or something through a window, trying to like. I don't remember that. The only thing I remember was that something else I'm thinking of. Maybe the best thing that's on there is where you like have to hide from your mom, mm-hmm. while where you like where you like play games in bed and you have to like flip the Wii the Wii U remote over so your mom can't see you playing video games and and then you have to kind of watch. You you basically play on the Wii remote, but you also have to watch the TV too to see where your mom is in the room. If she's in there mm-hmm. or not, she'll catch you. Like that was the coolest thing that was on there. But then she'll hide your game. But then, uh, <laughs> but but after that, it was like I really don't remember what the there was a weird weird one that was where you drove a car, which I which didn't control well at all. I remember that, and maybe there was a picture one too, but I just didn't like any of the other games. The only one I liked was that one where you laid in bed because you're basically just playing WarioWare one. On on the Wii U gamepad and just waiting mm. for your mom and that's and that's it. But and that's a shame because I loved WarioWare the Wii one. Like Smooth Moves is probably my favorite one. Probably the best one. Yeah. Well, I mean the Game Boy Advance. Twisted is cool. Twisted yeah. is really really good too. I mean, Twisted's th- the best one. I think those are. I think those two are the best two for sure out of all of them. But I really had a lot of fun with Smooth Moves. Because uh, I just I love the cutscenes. I love the story. I love the games. I love that you could do a full thirteen person match on there which we did multiple times like at my mm-hmm. apartment at the time and it was I love just, picking up the Wii remote and like talking on the phone it yeah, was just a huge party fun. it was just like such a huge party game and i played the crap out of it and it was just so much fun and we do the running game and all that stuff mm-hmm. yep. and then da- and the dance and yeah smooth moves is definitely my favorite out of all mine I, I think twisted is a is a very close second but smooth moves is my favorite too and plus it has that fucking amazing song like when they're the dribbles and spits level where they're driving around i love that song so much hmm. I'll, I'll play it in the break you can you can hear i wonder how that. expensive the gamecube version of warioware is at this point because it was basically just the first game but it had like multiplayer right Wasn't yeah the yeah they, yeah well yeah they added multiplayer stuff to it but it was the same all the all the mini games were the same as they were on the game boy and I remember in that game you have to you have to beat the you have to beat the single player before you can do any of the multiplayer stuff. But I think a lot of them mm-hmm. are like that because I think you have to do that in smooth moves also. You have to beat all the single player stuff before you get the multiplayer stuff. So maybe they'll make you do that. Hopefully they don't do that for get it together. But for me, I, I felt I felt the magic of it because the last Warrior game that I played that wasn't like the collection on DS, which that one's great too, the WarioWare Gold or whatever it is. But the last one that I played was the Wii U one, and I hated that one. So this one felt fresh and and cool to me. So I was excited to play it, and it was still kind of its weirdness and all that. And we did an episode on WarioWare, like in the very very beginning of Nintendo. Oh, that Main. was a, that was a really fun episode. It in was our, also really long. In our like single digits or something, we did one where we actually talked about WarioWare development, and I just remembered that episode while I was playing this game. Where they were like, where they had like post-it notes, and everybody would try to make their own game, and some of them were just like too far out there, or too extreme, or too like offensive, yeah, too offensive or whatever. <laughs> but it's just kind of funny that they let everybody like pick their own thing and just kind of like try to cut it down from there. And it's, I think, it still has that weird wireware charm, and 
And it's yeah, it's basically it's basically gamifying everybody. They all get sucked into the game, and they're in the game, and that's they now turn they, from... they become their own like uh sprite sprite characters and all that they're stuff. Like, so they like turn chibi. Yeah, right. I will say this was this is fun to play. Like I was just playing it downstairs on the TV, and then Shauna came in the room. She's like, "What the hell are you playing?" Like, yep. <laughs> that's that's a pretty fun experience with WarioWare to to show it off to people that are like, "What in the ever loving hell?" Like, it'll stop them in their tracks, right? Whoever they are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what it is because it's just like everything is. I remember I was playing WarioWare on Game Boy, the first one, in my lighting class at Columbia over the summer, and one of the kids was like, "What is what is that? Some weird Japanese pop art game?" <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and he was watching the game I was playing was the one where Mar- Wario eats the giant hot dog. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. where it's a uh, where it's just like fills up the, the hot dog fills up the whole screen and his giant mouth is just like. And it's like mm-hmm. going back and forth and you press A and it was, it was perfect. It was a perfect moment like for him to see that game on there. And I'm like, yep, WarioWare. It's great. And Jeremy, you're right though. I, I was trying to set, I, although I like the, the demo there, I felt like there was something missing. I couldn't quite think what it was. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head there is that this is a, a WarioWare game that doesn't use the unique qualities of the system. At least not that I've seen yet. You know, maybe there's some mini game in there where you have to take the switch out of the dock or put the switch in the dock. I or hope something not. Like that. <laughs> well, but, I mean, they, they, I mean, they had levels and smooth yeah. moves where you had to drop the Wiimote, you know, yeah. and and you needed to have the the wrist strap, otherwise you just drop the the Wiimote, you know, and that was a part of it because the Wiimote <laughs> became a person that would like they would like bungee cord off your arm, you know, like with it, it was it was cool, but. But yeah, I don't, yeah. it's weird because the Switch doesn't really have anything aside from just being able to play on the TV and the and the and like handheld, you know. So it's it shares qualities with the Wii with the motion, but but that's hidden in the background now these days. And you're yeah. right. The main thing they is they could have used the tilt. They could have used the yeah. vibration or the, yeah. what, whatever happened to that Wii Motion Plus or uh, not Wii Motion Plus. Uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, right, rum- right, the rumble. Yeah, HD Rumble. HD Rumble. See, I haven't heard it in so long. I forgot what it was. Yeah, they. Have, I feel like they haven't done anything with it. I mean, like they kind of do a little bit in the background, but there's a little bit of it in Mario Party. But even well, that game's old. Well, well, we have, yeah, uh, yeah. Super Super Mario Party does have it in there, and it's and also like yeah, like one two switch or whatever. But but yeah, it's like they don't really they don't really do that much with it anymore. And if you do, yeah, it's it's very hidden. Like I rem- I think the last thing I remember was like. Golf story did that right. Whenever you hit the golf mm. ball out of bounds, it would go, go like, yeah, and it makes and it makes a coin noise in Mario Kart Eight also, which is pretty cool. But but yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm and it just st- vibrates yeah. like mad on Mario Golf. I had a because if you like just if you uh, your controller would just vibrate like crazy at the beginning of that game when you turn it on. If you just like let the oh uh, yeah the it does play. from the intro so yeah the I, intro I had it I went to the kitchen to get something to drink and i had it sitting on the couch next to one of our cats and i came back and the cat was just staring at the controller with her like you could tell she had kind of like been in the middle of like bathing herself and she was like frozen in position and she's just like just staring at the controller and it's just vibrating and like she's just completely confounded by it it's just the it's just the 
normal thing that plays when you turn on the game that controllers for whatever reason has to go nuts yeah i didn't understand why exactly it, it does that but and and we have this uh we have this like wooden tray thing that we put on the couch that we put like food and stuff on and if you leave a controller there it's so loud if it vibrates because <laughs> of the wooden tray and it's like <laughs> you know and, it, and you leave it there for for uh too long it's like so loud I'm like, ah. So the WarioWare on GameCube, disc only, cheapest I'm seeing it is for $60. Shit. I, but, I, well, I, well, it's 65 because. As I say, I don't think it was even that when it came out. Because it was budget price when it, I thought mm-hmm. it was released for like 30 or 40 Because they didn't even charge a whole, the full price for it. Maybe it was even 30 They probably didn't sell a lot of them. Yeah. So there probably aren't as many out in the wild. Even the uh, Japanese version's expensive. And I remember it was more on on Wii too. It was always I always tried to get it on Wii at GameStop, but it was always like thirty bucks or even a little bit higher than that. And I think to this day it's still kind of high. I think yeah. I don't think the Wii versions are that expensive. I think Smooth Moves was full price when it came out, but I was fine getting it because there wasn't a whole lot out for the Wii at the time, and it was a perfect game. It was a perfect game because of the multiplayer, and it was also perfect because you didn't have to have two Wii remotes, and we and Wii remotes were like hard to find at that time. So it's about twenty five dollars complete for smooth moves, and you can buy it on Wii U for twenty digitally. I know that because it did actually oh, yeah. end up showing up on the Virtual Console on Wii U. So there you go. But I, I love that game. Like it's the the cutscenes and like the you know where they explain like the different uh, styles that you use. Those were pretty funny. Where it sounded like deep thoughts or whatever from snl it was it was good i, I like that game a lot it was deep thoughts by wario i'm there for it, that. Had, it had a lot of charm to it yeah <laughs> but i love those little cutscenes where they where they talk to you and yeah it was, it was the whole the whole like single like any of the good WarioWare games i think the single player is just a total joy to play and and i you know i hope that that's what this one is too this is what i'm that's what I'm getting at. So hopefully it's worth the fifty dollars. Who's getting this game? I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it. Oh, maybe. It's I'm like on the, I'm on the fence for sure. I think it's out in like two or three weeks. I was I'm gonna get September it because uh, I like WarioWare and I want to play a WarioWare game because uh, I still have that bad taste in my mouth from the Wii U one. So I want to get this one. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad everybody got to play it. It's uh I, I enjoy I enjoyed the demo and I'll definitely come back to the demo for sure before it comes out because it's fun to just like pop on if you just want to like just play something for a little bit and just kind of turn your brain off and and i and you know now that you know all the different characters it's cool to see the different stuff that was in there did you have a did anybody ha- did anybody have a character that they particularly liked playing with than it, more than anybody else i've always liked jimmy and then i always like the the guy who tends toward the nintendo games yeah, but I mean, neither the, but neither of these yeah. guys were in the demo. Was there one that you liked in the demo oh. particularly? The alien guy. Oh, or- Orbilon? I think Orbilon was the easiest for every challenge consistently. There were some that actually I couldn't figure out how to do because it because I couldn't because I, I would I, I think the one where you had to like push the piggy bank over like I couldn't get to the right angle with him. I couldn't oh, get it pushed okay. over because there were there were a few that I just didn't know what to do or I just thought I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it because I try to do the. The whatever um eighteen volts the worst easiest. Yeah, eighteen volt though with the rings is kinda it's not that fun. I, I liked I like Mona, you know, even though it's weird that she's constantly moving. The boomerang thing's so, kind of annoying. So that's kind of annoying. Oh no, that's but. that is Mona, right? With the boomerang. Yeah, she has the boomerang, but she's also constantly moving. So and Kat I mean, and Anna are the ones that are constantly jumping. Yeah. They just like bounce constantly. Yeah. And I guess that if you're in two player, they will throw the They'll throw the the whatever ninja stars at each other, but I couldn't. I, I was hoping there was some sort of secret way for you to switch between them, but I couldn't figure that out. So I didn't find anything. But I like a uh, cricket's pretty straightforward. Uh, Wario 
is as well. You know, where you just move and and just you know use the use the I think back jetpack. Like pack. Jet pack, yeah. Yeah. As normal mash move. Yeah, I'll uh I'll probably wait a little bit to get it out. Maybe if I see a like a review that just looks really really good, I'll get swayed. But right now, I'm not sure. I like it. I can be the I can be the ambassador for yeah. for old WarioWare. I've been the ambassador for all those other fucking games. So the lack of I'm the WarioWare sort of tilt makes me sad because my favorite one is the one with the tilt, you know. And I know all the technologies there to do it. It's a shame because it this is the Switch could be the best of the, the the DS and the Wii all in one Wario game. Like there's there could be games that are undoable uh docked and undoable uh, you know undocked and, and that's the way they could they could do it but i don't know it seems like they've op- opted toward just having a more more of the gamecube style yeah. regular controls something really interesting i noticed is this code developed by intelligent systems which i didn't did they not work on any of the other wireware i mean intelligent systems do like paper mario and uh fire emblem like uh wireware is not really in there <laughs> you know in there <laughs> I just thought that was really weird that they that they were on there for um for development like they didn't do any of the other ones right I'm not sure sort of. it's worth looking into because yeah. I don't think I don't think they did at least at least they didn't do no it said Nintendo R and D one did the first one but I, I don't think that Intelligent Systems has done any of the WarioWare WarioWare ones before oh Intelligent Systems is uh, credited on Smooth Moves oh okay well then maybe it'll have a good story since Smooth As Moves had a really good story yeah. so there you go. So yeah, but moving on, we should moving on, move on from the WarioWare demo. Um, I actually, at one point, I thought I was going to play all of those demos that came out last week. Uh, thankfully, I didn't because then I'd have a lot to talk, way too much to talk about on here. But I didn't play any of those other ones. But I did play the Ultra Age demo, just because uh, you put a you know you sent sent a video of it, and I was like, well, that looks kind of fun. I don't know, I'll, I'll play it and. And I played it all the way to the end of the demo, and the demo kind of yeah. glitches if when you beat the yes, demo. It does. Did it do it for you too? Where it just well, is. I didn't beat the whole demo, but I, I didn't last very long. And I, I didn't enjoy it, I, but I thought it was just kind of a glitchy sort of experience. It, it's weird. It remind if it really the the art style of it really reminds me of like a generic Wii game, like yep. <laughs> like a, and it, it also, but it all at the same time, it kind of feels like playing it felt like Ninja Gaiden if Ninja Gaiden was ever fun to play. Is is what I is what I got from it. The three D the three D that- Ninja Gaidens. Yeah, like in the way that he can dash midair and kind of hang midair and all that stuff. No, I mean in the way that you can actually change the camera angles and it's not just the okay. same camera angle all the time. And those Ninja Gaiden games are weird. I got Ninja Gaiden three and didn't enjoy it. So I mean, it reminded me of what that game would be if it was a good game, maybe, or at least had mm-hmm. better camera controls. I don't know. But I mean, uh, even though it was generic, I had fun with it. I played it all the way through the demo and beat the final boss. And when you get to the end, it just says "Thanks for playing." But then it just sits on a blank screen, and that's <laughs> and that's it. There's no link to the eShop. There's no like trailer or anything, and and it just kind of stops. And I'm like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? Sure. I mean, I, I okay. maybe may, I don't know if that happened for everybody. Like I I just let it sit there, and I didn't go back and play it again to see what it was doing. But I but I did have fun. I, I played it while I was editing, and I was enjoying it. And it, it's a big problem. It's much, it's much more of an action game than don't think it's an RPG because it's not, but it's, no. <laughs> but it's much more of an action game. And it does remind me, like I said, it does remind me of the Ninja Gaiden games, except with better camera angles, I guess, but less style. It struck me as a poor man's attempt at monster hunter rise. Uh, not, not really. 
it's too well, you had, it's, you it's had too the much variety of monsters i mean like i'm I'm coming from the surface level has too much you know, level structure and looking at, at monster hunter but you got you're fighting the monsters and there's you know the points are up there and you have to get your weapons and you can up, you know upgrade your weapons and that kind of thing so that, that's what that's what i mean as far as monster hunter like a surface level comparison i mean there are monsters in there and you do kill them but but you don't like you don't take their parts and make really nice outfits out of them like you do in monster hunter so Mm. that's a shame i mean that's the whole point of monster hunter is fighting specific monsters to get parts to make kick-ass armor with it and weapons and such that, that type of thing and of course the multiplayer aspect of it of fighting like gigantic bosses like with your friends and all that shit what really got me though and made me quit after 10 minutes was the movement was so stilted. Like I would be running and then all of a sudden I'd be walking for no reason. Like I was not shifting my control stick at all. I was pointing it in the same direction. And then he just starts walking instead of running. Oh, it didn't, it didn't do I that couldn't tell me. why. Well, I mean, I was holding the R button to run and I just ran around like that. It kind of felt like ease a little bit in that way because it's sort of, you run the same way you would in the ease game, but it was, I mean, it's got nothing on ease for sure, but I, I didn't really have any problems with the control for the most part. I thought it controlled really well. I just thought it looked incredibly generic and, and the, Oh, and don't forget the voice acting was really, really bad. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, like hilariously bad. I was kind of, I was upset that it wouldn't let you capture videos from it because I really wanted to capture the hilarious dialogue of it and put it on Twitter just because of how bad it was voice recorded. And it's weird. I mean, indie games most of the time don't have that much voice recording, but the voice recording is like, they obviously didn't give a shit. Whoever was doing it, it's very much like... They had a lot of voice recording in this no, one. No direction, just kind of like, just say it, you know, like, I don't know. Yep. But it was it was hilariously bad, which maybe that's what they're trying to go for. I don't know. It, I, I mean, I was still kind of after playing it, I was like, well, maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. There's anything else not out. I, I thought if it was 20, I might have gone for it, but I think it's going for 30, but still, it's like... It's just one of those like dumb games that I just would buy out of curiosity or whatever. I don't think it's a good game, but I think but I think it was kind of dumb enough for me to run around and have fun with it. So that was that. But my main pick of the week and the best game of all time for the Switch is Quake Definitive Edition came out this week from the QuakeCon, whatever that is, a Quake convention. Doesn't matter. This game is awesome. I love Quake. Quake is like what one of the first first person shooter 3D games, like 3D first person shooters. Um, I had only really played the 64 version before this, and you can't actually play a 64 version of this game in there. There's a modded, there's a modded version that you could play, which has the same levels from Quake 64, and it kind of looks like somebody like smeared Vaseline on it because everything's really blurry. <laughs> so they try to make it look like 64. It's so bad. I played it just to see what it was like, but it looks, it looks so bad, and it's kind of hilarious that they put that in there. But there's even like a little paragraph that says like, you know, we all love Quake 64 because it had all these different levels and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, I just thought it was the same game, but I don't know. But it's a, but yeah, if, if you like, if you like old school first person shooters and you like uh, Doom and that sort of thing, I highly recommend Quake because there's like levels for days in that game. There's like six different DLCs, uh, DLC things that you can play. Plus there's like four full chapters in the regular game. I beat the first two. But it's just like the game just goes and goes and goes. There has to be like 500 levels in there at least. It's like, and not to mention there's cross-play multiplayer. You can play online. I played last night. Uh, I did pretty good the first round, got my ass kicked the second time, but I'm in it for the single player. I'm not really that huge on multiplayer, but but anybody who liked Quake ever, this is definitely the best way to, to play Quake. And like I said, it's 
they have there's so much shit on there there's so many different versions you can play and each like each dlc version of it has like a million more levels and all that stuff in there so it's just like there's a lot to do and it's only ten dollars it's totally worth it i'm sure i've already put like six or seven hours in there but it's been it's been what i've been playing more than anything else I, I do, I do wish that the, and this is what like all the Bethesda, the Bethesda, all the Bethesda games have been like this, at least the Doom ones. But whenever you save a game, it just says what level you're at. It doesn't say like the time you saved or what day it was. So it is kind of hard to differentiate where your newest save was and that type of thing. So you have to just kind of like just remember what the level is and just be like, oh, this is where I was, because I did end up repeating a couple levels because I forgot where I was when I tried to go load it. So I loaded a level that I was at already, and then I got to that next level, and I was like, wait, I already did this fucking one. And then I reloaded a load that I had like from farther there, so that kind of sucks. But it does show you the amount of people that you've killed in every level, so it, it will kind of help you figure out like where your latest save is for each level. But it won't say like the time and stuff like that, so that's kind of annoying. But but it, but Doom 64 was like that, uh, Doom 1 and 2 are like that also. I think that's just how those games are. The saves just don't have any detail, details on them, really. But you can do that. There's there's motion control. Also, you can do motion aiming, which is great. I was I was uh, use. I mean, I just use it just to like kind of like just tilt a little bit just to get that perfect shot and all that stuff, you know. I plan on picking it up sometime because I had I, I was never that into first person shooters, but there was like probably three months in 1996 where I was really into Quake because my friend gave it to me for free and I just copied the CD and gave it back to him. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so I got into it. Um, you know, you had the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack, which Nine Inch Nails was was a pretty new band at the time. And it was like, well, there's a new band on a video game. It's, this is like real music in a video game. Oh, yeah. And I don't, rem- I don't remember. Well, thing too. Oh, they must have done. Was it all like instrumental stuff that they had in there? Because there's no lyrics. Yeah. There's no yeah, it was all instrumental. Yep. Yeah. Because, well, because like uh, I didn't really know. I, I mean, I. I didn't really know that at the time, I guess, because I never really mm. listened to them. But and the soundtrack never really like stood out to me in in these games. Like it, for me, it was all about the movement and the and the, the well, enemies yeah, and all that stuff. I still I still can't remember a song. Like I couldn't pick out a song from Quake right now. But just the fact I don't think you knowing, can even like, find a, one. a real legitimate band was contributing to a video game felt like a step into a new era. Because I was when I was making one of the Halloween episodes that I was doing for WART Radio, I was trying. You know, I was looking for you know, scary, like Halloween music. And I did actually look for Quake music and it's not even, none of it's even really music. It's just like noises. Atmospheric. It's not really, there's no like tone or beat or anything to it. It's just like, like I could barely even find a song like at all, you know, of it. So, and even from what I've been playing now, I don't really notice anything. Just like, it's like ambient music then. Is mm-hmm. it like, no, there's like no music at all. Trent Reznor's ambient album. It's like, it, it just sounds like, I don't know, the sound of whatever hall is that I'm in. The sound of a thousand demons screaming. No, that's yeah. doom. <laughs> no, I mean, you're killing demons in this too. So yes. Okay. I killed, see, I killed me, a thousand like, demons. I see Quake and Doom. Like, I know they're not the same game, but I know, especially in my teens and stuff for me they were like might as well have been the same game as much as i knew about them i'm like oh it's a scary first person shooter cool this must be doom oh yeah well i mean well quake was the big was the big thing because quake you could aim and you could jump and all the characters were polygonal so that that was the Mm -hmm. big thing it was pretty much it was a spiritual successor to doom and it was from it and from the you know same people and then you were saying quake got modded a bunch 
I think I mean I'm sure it did. Everything got modded, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, but I I mean I had I I rented Quake One for sixty four. I have it on I have it now, and and I did play it. Uh, I bought Quake Two for sixty four and played through all that actually recently. Which Quake Two is really good too. I hope that they put that out in some form. But yeah, I just feel like it's just it's just that straight up raw retro first person shooter stuff you know that I that I love, and it's. And you know, I play it. I play it where I go to see. I, I try to get as far as I can on whatever life I have. Like I was playing on one hit point for for like twenty minutes last night, just because because I do like the you know shoot somebody save shoot somebody save. I kind of like save scum through there or whatever. But that's how I always play those games. I try to get as far as I can with like little to no health because I'll get it. I'll get to a certain point and then I'll save and say like today I was playing this level. Where there's all these zombies in there, and these zombie guys you can't kill unless you have a grenade launcher. Otherwise, they'll just keep coming back up. If you don't completely explode their body parts apart, they will never die. So, like, they're chasing me through this level, and I don't have a grenade launcher. And I felt like I needed to have had one already, and there's grenades all over the place, but I have no gun. So I can't kill these zombie guys that are chasing me. But I still, like, kept running through the game, because I know that almost every time I find some sort of secret or something that helps me still get through it. And I did. I, I took a jump that I didn't know about, and I found the grenade launcher, and then I went back and killed all the zombies. And then I was able to kill. It had one of those huge guys that shoots the lightning at you and all that. And I was able to get through. And I think that's why I play like that, is because I know that they're still going to, like, whatever's around the next corner, there's going to be more health, there's going to be more ammo. And I like the way it plays, because you know that whenever you go to the next thing, it's going to trigger the next guy. So you kind of know how these games play. And I think that's why I like playing them so much, because... It doesn't feel unfair to me. I mean, maybe because I've played them so much that I just know exactly how they work. That it's fun for me to see how long I can go with like only 10, 10 hit points or without a grenade launcher or whatever, you know, like to try to find a secret that'll get me through the next thing. And it's, I'd rather do that instead of like starting the level all over again. So I like doing like the saves coming thing where I just go and keep saving and saving. But yeah, 100% recommend it. It's great. I mean, I'm definitely going to get, I'm going to play the shit out of this game. I've been having. A great time with it. And I was reading, what was it, Nintendo Life uh, reviewed it and they gave it a 10 out of 10. And what was their like one, their one negative thing was that you'll become a, that you'll possibly become a quake, quake addict is what they had for their, <laughs> for their one negative thing. And I thought that was hilarious. Cause they, cause you know, if they, cause they do like positives and negatives. And I was like, well, what did they put it since they put 10 out of 10? And I'm like, oh, well, you might is get the- it. It's like, you might get addicted. And I was like, well, I mean, I already kind of am. So, I mean, is the multiplayer cross platform? It is cross platform, yeah. I, I played it already. I, it is it's cross platform. It'll it'll show on the menu if you're playing somebody on a Switch or not. There's either there's either an icon of the Joy-Con that'll show you that they're Switch, or it's a world. So maybe the world means just anybody else. But it didn't say like Xbox or PS4 or whatever or PS5 or you know it it just showed Switch and world. But I had no problem getting into a match. Like I jumped right into a match, and there were people there to kill me. So you know. I'm not really that into the multiplayer stuff, but the single player is solid. It's a lot of fun. And it's definitely definitely my pick of the week for sure. It was a uh, it was one of those great things that uh it, it got me out of bed that day. <laughs> got, <laughs> Today's got, gonna be a good day. I got quick. <laughs> no, I mean it did get me out of bed because I was like I my ankles and my knees have been like really sore. Like it's been like when I messed up my knee doing a ring fit, so it was kinda hard for me to get around get around the house last week. Mm. And I was just sitting and I was just like laying in bed. 
and then I saw that Quake came out, and I was like, oh, God damn it, now I got to go good up and play the Switch. So I went and, and I went and I played, actually, well, played like an hour of Slime Rancher first, but then I but then I got this Quake on there, and yeah. You just brought your Switch back to bed. Yeah, but I had to get I had to get up and go to where the switch was, so I figured I'd just stay there. And I and it's and I didn't want to play it handheld. I want to play it on a TV. But Don't you have a TV in your bedroom? No, I went I went in here. I went in this room and played on a TV. Oh, I thought you had a TV in your bedroom. I do, but I don't have a switch dock on it. Oh, uh, I only have two switch docks. But yeah, no, it looks great. I mean, it's uh, I, I saw people talking about playing Quake in 4K and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'm not technically playing in 4K, but it's on a 4K TV. But it looks great. The game looks awesome. Like it's, it has its beautiful low poly characters, which I love. So it's been it's a really dark game. Like color wise, can you mess with the colors within the game, or is it just like can you turn up the brightness and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you can turn up the brightness. Like I was playing it handheld today at work, which I haven't hadn't done yet, and I just want to see how well it worked and. I was able to crank the brightness on the switch and I could see better, you know, cause I'm playing it in like a fully well lit mm-hmm. room and all that stuff. And, and I played through like three or four levels, you know, and that was that level where I was stuck where I didn't have the grenade launcher and all that. I did that while I was at work. So it was pretty cool, but yeah, I just, uh, it's fun. It's uh, I'm, I, I'm having a great time with it, but I, I love those games. So it, it was a nice, it was a nice surprise that I didn't know about. And it's like, Oh, it's out now. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting that, getting that right now. Play the crap out of the game. So I was waiting for. I was like, I just gotta get to, get through Skyward Sword, and then I'll just play Quake for days. Yeah, it's cool. It's a. It's like gives you everything that you want. It's the best looking Quake out there so far. I mean, of the original one. So, and my own ex- only experience of it was the '64 one. So it was cool to to play the whole thing. Even though I, I, I remember the beginning where you go through all the different hallways, deciding like your, you 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 know you go through different hallways, to deciding like your uh, how hard the game is and. Then you pick different hallways based on what episode you want to play and all that. I thought that was on the I thought that was on the sixty four version, but it didn't show up in the, when you play the sixty four mod on there. So I don't know how that works. But regardless, by Quake, it's great. Well, my big thing this week was the thing I was teasing last week. What I bought on eBay, it arrived the next day. But I'll get to that in a second. You're leaving us hanging again. <laughs> it's my, how it's dare my you? job. It's my job in this situation. No, I don't really have a lot to talk about because um, we already talked about. Skyward Sword, which is what I've done most of the week. Anytime I've been able to play video games, that's been the one I've played. I'm at about 41 hours now and uh, don't have a lot left for what Trey's saying. So I'll have this beat by next week. Uh, One good thing is that after this week, as of Monday night, I'm on vacation. Oh, there you go. All right. A week and a half. Yes. I have a week and a half. It's the first vacation I've taken since... I was forced to take time off of work, which doesn't count. So oh yes, it's been it's been almost two years. Forced, since. yeah, forced a pandemication. So I kind of just I'm not going to be doing a lot, but I'm hoping to play some, get some video game time in, and that's where I'm like, I, I'll definitely have Zelda done next week, hopefully, because that's really been distracting me from Garden Story. I was really hoping I'd have more to say about Garden Story, but I barely played it. I actually just threw it on for a little bit today. And I think I just need to get, I just need to force myself to play it for a while and get hooked on the, whatever the loop is, because that's what I had to do with Stardew Valley. And eventually, you know, I loved that game. So I'm not expecting this to be as good, but it just, I don't know. It has so much potential charm to it. I just, I really want to like this game. So I'm going to keep trying to play Garden Story, but I don't have anything new to tell you. I might've accomplished two other things since last week, two of the tasks. All I know is that it's a lot like Stardew where you're, you can do battle 
where you can like do like a little bit of, I guess there's some sort of farming and crafting and then there's, you know, uh, tasks you do for other people. I played some Mario Golf just a little bit the other day uh, for a couple hours because I love the rank mode. It's fun. Um, I'm still at A, so maybe I didn't play for a couple hours. I'm still at A, but I'm almost to A+. Plus, and there's still like several days left. So I'm just trying to get to the S rank before it resets again, which I don't know. Are you an S rank, Trey? I am. I'm S minus. I'm, I'm, I'm at the lowest S rank. But I, got I would that. probably be happy with S minus. I, I got that the first night and I played it for three hours, but I was just like having a great time playing it. And I do like it. I just didn't come back to it, I guess, because I wasn't able to put full attention into it for the rank stuff. Maybe I just wanted to just play something I could pause and you can't pause rank stuff. So That's true. It's a lot like Tetris 99 in that regard, because you're only playing through three holes at a time, and it go, especially if you're just playing. Oh, yeah, it is kind of short. Yeah, you can get through it in five minutes or less, unless other people are being jerks and taking their waiting for everybody else to play <laughs> through the hole before they go. Yeah, that's still definitely a thing. Oh, yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing towards the end there, because that's how you win. Um, I got into the PS5 queue again to the point of where at this point, I'm just like, what am I doing with myself? I've got it. I've gotten into two different queues. <laughs> what am I doing with my life this week? The one I got into was the official PlayStation one that I got into last week as well. This time I got into where there was only 10 minutes left and I was at. Well, it doesn't tell you your place in line, but it tells you how long until you're admitted into the virtual store. And I, I got it down to 10 minutes. That's the furthest I've gotten before the little message popped up saying, oh, we're all sold out of PS5 consoles. So I was like, no, but it's okay. I don't need it. Well, the same thing happened today with Walmart. Uh, Wario64, once again, posted that Walmart had consoles. I'm like, what the hell? I'll give it a try. It only took like 10 or 15 clicks before I was in the shop and I saw the plus one in my cart. I'm like, I got it. I got it. No, well, I didn't. Yes, I because never, I went. Never, I went to yeah. go through my information to to check out, and it's like, "What's your billing zip code?" I put in the wrong one. I'm like, "Oh shit! I haven't changed my account from what because I just moved a couple months ago." I went in and had to change my account, and then when I went back to the store to the store part to my cart, it said okay. something has been removed from your cart. It's whatever was in there by another <laughs> customer. It's right. Just, it it, it, it didn't York. even say. It didn't even just give me the error message. It just said. It literally said like. Sucks to be you. Uh, you weren't quick enough. Now you now it's gone. So I got real pissed about it, but I'm over it now because it's not worth being mad about. Because I don't need a PlayStation Five. You don't. Was, yeah. I, but, and, but uh, you're, my you're, friend, my yeah. friend. Well, here's the thing. My friend that got it, he got, or my friend that I was trying to help get one, he got one. So I don't have that. As oh, you don't even anymore. need to. Yeah, you don't even need to look for it anymore. I, at this point, I'm just kind of like yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just bought into the hype of like wanting to try to grab one. But I went on eBay just to kind of console myself, like, even if you were going to flip it, what would you make? And it's gotten to where it's like less than 700 bucks, really. You can get get one. If I'm not saying it's cool. People are scalping them. I mean, I would be doing that. And I'm not saying that it's such a cool thing that you should pay the extra. But at this point, the extra is getting to be a lot less. Yeah. Where maybe that extra $100, $150 is worth not stressing the fuck out about it. And uh Maybe you're wanting to get it as a gift or something, and you're willing to pay a little extra. Then at this point, I'm almost like, just buy it on eBay. Like, don't waste your time waiting around for it to go on sale. I also don't, I've not looked for one at a physical store. I've heard people talking about just seeing them out and about. So 
do you, maybe a thing as well. Do you guys have enough room in that house for the PlayStation Five? You you might have to get some of those doors. Well, there's re- a whole resized. room I haven't showed you. <laughs> this is the PlayStation Five room. I know um, I used to say that about Xbox all the time, but that thing is like mm-hmm. just a stupidly gigantic system. It's like a it's like a vampire with a router is what it looks like. It's like the big fucking. It's got the cape looking thing and all that shit. Right. The Xbox if, had big. Now PS5's got big and stupid looking. <laughs> yeah. I if mean, I were, yeah. I mean, if I was to get one, I'd get a PS5. But I, but I, I, mean, I still I think, think it looks hilariously console. stupid. <laughs> like I think it's the biggest console of like maybe ever. Not some of those PCs. old systems, like the original, like Atari, maybe like, like the, some of the Atari's, Atari's, those are big, yeah. like yeah. the 5200 and all that. I mean, yeah. the original Xbox was really big. Like that first one, especially the giant, gigantic, stupid controller. But it wasn't like this tower. This it, it looks like the thing that you worship in Dead Space. If you ever played any of those games, there's like this big <laughs> tower that people that like the mutants worship. And yeah, that's that's what I thought of it when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, I've seen that before in games. There but it is. If I told you the real reason I want to have the PS5, besides, I don't really want it right now, but I, it's almost like maybe I would keep it if I got it because it's future proof for at least a few years. Like I know I'll be able to play any new game if I want to, to a, to an extent, not counting party exclusives, but I, uh, what I could play is cyberpunk, which came in the mail this week. <laughs> the <laughs> cyberpunk I got for $10. I mean, you can't play Best it Buy. though. You can wow. play it. You can play it on PS4. I could, but it comes with the free download of the PlayStation five version. So I could play it the way nature intended secretly without telling anybody um like th- that it would only work in that way actually but you gotta see of. but you gotta see how it plays on playstation 4 though you gotta live that you gotta live that life that's what you got into you need you need to see the jank i am gonna you need to live i am the gonna jank. open it I, I i don't know why i i guess well the reason is i can't find the power cord to my playstation 4 I, it's somewhere around here but you know that's what? why i haven't tried it out yet i was gonna say you know if you had a P, if you had a playstation 3 it's the same power cord. It's the same yeah. exact cord for both of them. I know it's not the same as the PS2. I tried already. Yeah. No, you, I mean, you can buy them. Like, I have a couple of them, actually. Yeah, you I, can buy them. It's true. I mean, you could buy just the power cord for, like, $8. Like, they're not expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I bought I, I bought a few. I, I bought, like, a third. Because I have, like, because I have the two for my PS3 and my PS4. But I also bought another one to make it easier for me to transfer it from room to room. So, But they're fucking dirt cheap. Like you can buy them for nothing. I will eventually play this. I don't plan on leaving this sealed. It is like some sort of deluxe version. Like it includes a bunch of extra shit, which I don't know if maybe it always did, but it's like, it says it's two Blu-rays and it's all this other crap in it. Stickers and maps. Extra glitches. Extra glitches. Yeah. You got some extra wiener sizes. Free PlayStation (laughs) 5 upgrade. You can. So if I, so if I had snagged a PS5, I could play that, but. Enough of all this hype. I'm going to tell you what I bought on eBay. And it's the thing last week, if anybody had not listened to the episode, or if you had and you just forgot, I kind of I said that I kind of wanted to be outbid on this when I bid on it. Because it's something I've wanted for many, many years. I mean, since I was a kid. And I ended up watching an, a YouTube video about these things recently. And it wasn't even something that just popped up randomly. I was like i wonder about that i want to watch some videos about this thing it's something that i already kind of have one of anyway i'm just going to end it with the hype at the top of the show i said it's all on the wrist even in portable mode and this is what i got whoa is it the zelda watch we have the zelda watch watch. from 1989 oh wow so you so you had that before you always wanted it i know you've talked about it i always wanted it but i never had it but you never had one so there you go the one 
you've com- completed awesome. completed a milestone in your life. You got the Zelda watch finally. Yeah, like I remember seeing kids with this at school and being really jealous. I wanted it, and I don't think they were that expensive. Well, for the time, I guess twenty dollars was probably a lot more, but I think they were originally retailed for twenty. Mm-hmm. But this one's in really, really good shape, and supposedly it works. In fact, the pictures that were in the auction showed it working, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they took the batteries out for shipping. They didn't include any batteries. Oh, that's weird. I, I haven't opened shame. it up yet, so I don't know 100% for sure that it works. I really hope it does. It says within the auction that it does work, so if it doesn't, I can return it. But I already had this one, which I have shown on the show before. That's the Mario one, right? Yeah, this one's from 91, but it's the same brand. Probably has the same batteries too, right? What's it called? MZ Burger. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same batteries. But now I have two of these, and I'm officially a game watch collector. I wouldn't blame you for wearing both at the same time. (laughs) These bands are so small. Yeah, the Mario one, or this is the Mario one. The Mar, no, this is the one. That was Mario Mario one has a headphone jack, which is hilarious. And they added that, and yeah, they added that in the '90s. But yeah, the Zelda one just, I don't know, it's just so cool looking. I mean, it is really a handsome watch. But if you're, you know, if you're losing sleep over it, you can switch batteries from one to the other to see if it works. You know, if, if that is if the Super Mario one works with the batteries that are in there. I don't know. It did. It did work, and then those batteries died. Oh, okay. I haven't put new batteries in since. Because I have a, it's the little like you know watch batteries, of course, right? The little mm-hmm. tiny disc ones. Because yeah. I have mm-hmm. a the Game and Watch that I got that just got me the Donkey Kong one. It doesn't have a power switch. So if you put the batteries in it, it's just on forever until the batteries die. So I would always just like take them out, you know, and put them in mm-hmm. and play, you know, because it, it doesn't turn off and on. It's just on all the time. If you if you mm-hmm. can see, you have to take the batteries out for it to not like just die. But I don't know if it's if that's the situation for that, too. But anyway, it's cool. I think I got a good price on it and I don't really want to say what I paid on the show because it was a lot. But it's more than anything I've spent like just on a collectible. Maybe ever on just something that was just a that just purely f- as a collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did look at the trending prices, and I mean, I bid on this thing. Like so there was one bid on it, and it said like to outbid this person, you know, you have to put this minimum bid. That's the bid I put. I didn't put a higher bid. I didn't get any, into any kind of bidding war. So who knows if that was a fake bid that or whatever at the first, but. Yeah, I own I own this thing now. I own the Zelda, the nineteen eighty nine Zelda game watch, and I just love these game watches. I always did as a kid, and you know, as an adult, they're pretty dumb, but they're also still cool. I mean, like, it's a thing cool. that thing that you always wanted, you know, and you're an adult yeah. now, so you can just go and buy things that you want and not have to worry about money. And, and it showed up that. like it showed up in the mail. I think it was two days after the auction ended, like it was in my hand. So, I mean, they sent it like, high, like pro, you know, priority mail and I think it only got shipped from Michigan, but still. Have you decided, are you going to wear it or is it something hanging on the wall? Oh, I'll probably, I don't know. I'm going to try to display it at some point. I don't really know how. I mean, you got to buy, you... buy a mannequin wrist. <laughs> you Put sure? it on the DS hand. Yeah. Where's your That's... DS hand at? Uh, that it'll, it will wear the watch for you so yeah that was the that was the thing i hyped up a lot i don't i don't know why what possessed me now of all times to get it but i guess the whole video game hype bubble got to me and i'm like i'm gonna buy this thing before it's too expensive and i do expect it to appreciate value mm-hmm. over time i don't 
think it was a bad it, like it's an investment to a small extent but yeah now i own this piece of my childhood that i never had before there you go well that was like you know adults like look at like nice rolex watches and oh i should have one of those one day that was like the equivalent of an eight-year-old in 1990 like mm-hmm. oh this is the rolex of my day <laughs> now we're all really we can afford it but yeah I, I kid you not that it barely fits my wrist on the very last notch and it's just like it's barely hanging there like there's this little tiny mm-hmm. piece of the, <laughs> the watch band sticking through the little slidey part so it wasn't made for wrists of this circumference but it's you can works. make a simple extension like if you really want to wear it get a little piece of plastic or like a twist tie something where i'm not way. gonna lose it that's for sure right but yeah that's pretty much it for the week for me yeah so you might you might have to like resize the, the thing right because it's kind of like kid size on the on the wrist however mm. the connector take it to a jeweler and ask if he's got a, a zelda watch wristband in a larger size <laughs> adult size I, I, yeah, I, I doubt that well, for me this week, um, I played a couple of games. Uh, Tetris Beat on the phone. If you guys are, you might have got an ad popped up on your Apple Arcade saying Tetris Beat is out. That's a new phone version of Tetris, which I did see that, is. and I I didn't get around to, to downloading it, but I did see it, and I was like, oh, and then I just kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried it earlier today, and so far, I honestly can't see what the big difference is. I know it's supposed to be a Tetris played along to the beat of the music. First of all. I mean, it depends how much you like this game is going to depend on how much you like the music to some degree. And I don't particularly like the music. Really? But then the other thing is that, I mean, it's kind of catchy, got a catchy beat, but it's all, you know, it's a mishmash of just generic techno songs and not, nothing recognizable, at least to me. Um, then the other thing is, I'm not sure that playing to the beat, like, really functions. Like, I swear I'm tapping the thing on the beat and it's off by like a quarter second is what it feels like to me. If you, I guess it's like you rotate to the beat, you get points. If you drop the piece to the beat, you get more points. And the more moves you do in succession on beat, you can get something uh, you know, akin to a Tetris, but for but for your your timing and 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 for the combos. So um, honestly, I I felt like if if I, if I just ignored the beat aspect, it's a pretty good phone version of Tetris. You know, it, it didn't really seem like anything that special to me. But if you have Apple Arcade, you can try it, and I'm sure it doesn't cost that much if you're that curious. Uh, I've been playing my friend Pedro again on the on the Switch. I got inspired by the phone game to go back into it. And yeah, you've been, been you've been hitting that been hitting week. that hard. I've seen I've seen yeah. you on there every time I was on Switch. I saw you I saw you hitting, yeah. hitting the Pedro. Yeah, I've been playing late and like it's a it's just a great game. I'm uh, reminded of of how how good that game is. Man, it's uh it's just you string together these action moves that make you feel like an action movie star. It's like you're playing a John Wick game. When I heard the news that uh, the John Wick producers were making My Friend Pedro into a, a TV series, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's like, it seems like a match made in heaven. It's just so satisfying. You always feel like you're a badass throughout the, the whole game. There's never a moment where you feel like, oh, that kind of lagged or that wasn't very fun. Um, it makes you feel like the star. Uh, that game, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. Play that game if you haven't. Well said, I play. Oh, Road 96. Oh, you Road played the demo of that. Yeah. How's the demo? I think it's 
I'm going to try the demo again. I started out thinking like, oh, this is really good. Just the way, the way that it brings you into the game is you're, you see like a shot of an open road and it's asking you questions and everything. Like if you were to watch a movie, you know, what would be the reason? Do you, do you watch a movie to escape? Do you watch a movie to learn something? It asks you these little question, questionnaires at the beginning. I thought that was an intriguing way to start. And then it kind of just throws you in. Like you're sitting in a car driving down a road and next to you is this is this like 13-year-old boy who you've just met and you're driving him somewhere for some reason. And he is making a video game on his little laptop that he has. Um, he's asking you questions. You're asking him questions that it's like a telltale game. You're talking to each other, selecting different dialogue and everything. And you select a certain response and it might pop up in the corner of the screen and say, and say this, this choice will have an effect later in the game. And does it does this, it, does it, does it no, say that does it say that before or after you answer it? After. Okay. So after, so it's kind yep. so it's kind of like the if you played any of the um, Walking Dead games, the Telltale ones, where it's like Joe will, Joe will remember that you know like Marilyn will remember that yeah that's it because yeah. you because when you make a choice and they say you'll remember that it means that it'll affect you later in the game yeah so it's kind of like a little that. confirmation yeah yeah it, it is like that um, and like I was able to play the kid's game that he was making. Yeah, this this part was kind of cool. Like, uh, it was a simple tank game, like like the old Atari game tank. Um, but then he asked you a question. Yeah, what do you, what do you think? Would it be better if I um, if if I had you collect the ammo, or would it be better if the ammo uh, bounced off the walls? And you get to pick the two game design choices. So I picked the ammo bounced off the walls. And then he was like, he asked me another question. What do you think about this feature? Should I have this feature or this feature? And I was able to, like, through the questionnaire, help him create the game. And I thought the game was actually pretty fun that that, that he made. And then, like, it's kind of episodic in a way. Because you just spend about 15 minutes with this kid. And then his story closes out. And you drop him off along the road. And then it goes to the next thing. And you're at a gas station. And you walk to the gas station. And there's a kid. The teenager there holding like a, a sign begging for a ride. And there's another guy sitting over by the gas station, just kind of like a, you know, an old country guy or something, just sitting at the gas station. And then I'm thinking like, okay, well, I, I kind of don't know where this is going. This is a whole another separate thing. And at that point, I was feeling a little less in love with the game. I felt like they didn't hold my hand to bring me into this story to any degree. And I don't really know what's going. I felt, it felt a little jarring. I think what the game needs is at the beginning, a little preamble to say, hey, this is like kind of the world we're presenting. This is sort of what's going on. And then the rest of the game, I guess, is this episodic thing where you beat these different characters here and there. But I don't really have any context for what's happening in the whole world of the game yet in this demo. Right now, I'm just at the gas station helping these guys pump gas. And I don't know why. Weird. I, I, wonder, I wonder if like... Uh... Would it would do you think it would change in the beginning depending on how you answered that question? Like if that kid like would be different if you answered what you thought about movies or something like that in a different way. That was how uh that one Silent Hill game, like the only one I played all the way through that I really liked, uh, Shattered Memories on on Wii. That did that where they like where like you're in a you you basically a psychiatrist. Right? Yeah, it starts off with a psychiatrist, and they ask you a bunch of questions, and depending on how you answer the questions, it's how the game is built after that and the way that characters 
and like the and like the monsters and stuff look will be based on what you tell the psychiatrist and i thought that was really cool and that this kind of reminds me of that i don't know if maybe you would answer a certain thing maybe the kid wouldn't be there or like it'd be a different kid or i don't know because it is supposed to be like roguelike right it's supposed to be different every time right it's intriguing i'm i'm definitely gonna try it another time but i i'm you know depending on the price maybe maybe yes maybe no for me i say everybody should give it a shot it, it, there, i will say that there's definitely a, a level of production quality to the game like the design is nice and the voice acting is good and there's you know it's fully voice acted and there are certain atmospheric clues to the story like they're trying to just show you the story not tell you the story and i, I appreciate that like when you're at the gas station you look around you see posters for or there's a re-election campaign going on um and outside the gas station there's this other poster for like uh missing kids and if you see these kids you can call this number but then you go into the gas station and, oh there's a payphone and you realize oh i can actually dial that number and report the missing kids if i want to well that's kind of intriguing so they're, they're trying to do something i just think that it really could benefit from a little bit more context at the beginning to show okay this is sort of this, this world and, and what you're getting into does it does it feel like it's 1996 in the game the year Did, can you tell like that it's that it's There's, retro in that way there were, where there was a mention of it was at the beginning with the computer the computer that the kid has is like it's a it's a laptop it's like smaller than a laptop and so he he makes makes mention of that yeah this computer you know small computers are the wave of the future like if you could just be anywhere with your small computer and they could tell you anything they're talking about cell phones so there was that that's the only thing that so far has really alluded to it's 1996 okay because that's the price remember that was the price last year last yep. week we talked yep. about that 1996 oh but yeah that's one also cool, the date one cool thing is the date that it is in the game actually was august 13th which i, I believe was on or around the day that the game came out it was august it said august i woke up one day I spent the night at the gas station. I woke up the next day and it said August 14th, 1996. So I, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. They're like, and then when they released the game, they, they, they released it at, at that price, $19.96. So I think they're trying to, to like say, oh, this is exactly 25 years ago, like to the day from the time you start this game. So I think that's kind of cool. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I'll have to try out the demo. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always normally kind of hesitant on the point and click stuff because kind of like a lot of what you're saying is I feel a lot of it just doesn't fall in line in the right way for me or I just don't like getting frustrated oh. about stuff where it's like, I don't want to have to just constantly look stuff up where I don't know what's, I, I sure. like it to come naturally to me. And I guess that a lot of times that those miss, those games miss and that's annoying to me. So, so one strange thing along those lines is I was talking to the guy at the gas station and I just, I wasn't interested in the conversation we were having. So I just walked away and then I went to sleep. There's a little uh, cot behind the gas station. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day. I talked to the guy again and he was continuing the conversation that we had from the previous day. Like not naturally. It was just like, as if I was like still already there, just, it was the next point in the, con in the dialogue tree. Weird. It didn't take into account the fact that I, I left the guy for 24 hours and went to sleep. That's weird. That seems like a bad design thing. I don't know. Maybe that's a glitch in there or something. A little oversight. Yep. That's what you got to say for this week, yep. right? All right. Well, let's take a break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the Gamescom stuff and news for the week and all that stuff. And this is cool. a song that I love for Wire Wear right here. Yeah. 
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! This here is Mona Pizza Makers of the world's best pizza Fresh sauce and cheese alone Brought straight to your front door This here is Mona Pizza Makers of a tasty pizza It says you could compete with people, but I but it showed Around scores, world, yeah. and I and I looked at my score. I got I got thirty five as well for WarioWare, so we're tied on the demo on the WarioWare nice. demo thirty five points. So I was like, I thought well, I then I got to try to get thirty six this week. Got to get the thirty six. Get 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 doing it. I think it's cool that it saves <laughs> your high score, even though it's a demo. I, I appreciate that. I thought the demo was fun for what it was. All right, well uh, we're back from the break here and let's talk about some news stuff here is the news i promise you it's the news talk about the releases for this week as we normally do so yeah quake came out this week we already talked about that 9.99 uh baldo the guardian owls is 24.99 it's a gib it's a ghibli-esque rpg that i've actually been thinking about getting for a while just because it looks really pretty and it's like top down and it kind of reminds me of Nino Cooney, sort of, but like maybe better. I don't know. I always wanted to get Nino Cooney because the Ghibli stuff, but it's also like kind of super 3D. And I want to play it with Jess, and I don't know if she'd be able to do it. And also, I've heard mixed opinions on both of the Nino Cooney games, so I don't know. I could never pull the trigger on it. But the one game that I did pull the trigger on that comes out this week is No More Heroes 3 for $59.99, which are preloaded. It's on my Switch, so. You preloaded that a while ago, didn't you? I preloaded it last week. Okay, so, I guess that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I mean, it was one I was... It's No More Heroes. I get all those games. Even the one that I hated, Travis Strikes Again. <laughs> but hopefully this one's better. But they keep showing video, little little snippets of it on Nintendo's Twitter. And 
they do a hench and a go-go type thing where he like snaps his fingers and turns into a robot dude and flies away, which is pretty cool. So I hope it's fun. It's coming out on Friday. Also, Spelunky 1 and 2 are officially on the Switch. For some reason, I thought they were on here already, but they are coming out this week. 1 is $9.99 and 2 is $19.99. They're like those roguelike games that people like. And also, there's a game called Inked, A Tale of Love, which looked cool. It's a very nice hand-drawn art style and like an isometric angle. About tattoos or something? Right? <laughs> no, it just it just looks like everything is drawn in like ink. You know, it's like it looks like it's penned and all that. It, I mean, look look at the art on it. I think the art looks great. From what I've seen of it. But yeah, those are the ones that I thought were interesting. Don't it just if you have to get anything, just get Quake. Quake is great. If you like, if you I like, thought about it. I thought FPSs. about getting Quake. I think yeah, ten bucks. That seems like a really good price. And I I got I had fun with uh, the Doom sixty four. Like I played that for a while. Yeah, we didn't do much Duke Nukem though, did we? We kind of did it that one time, and that was it. Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. You know what? I played Duke Nukem for a while, but some of those levels suck. They're really bad. Like they're just they're not built well. Like there's parts that I got stuck in, or it's 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 not like you know it's made to where if you don't have the exact right amount of things at the right time, you can't get through it, and that really annoys me. Like when, like I was talking about before, where I'll like try to play a level for a long time on on Quake because now I know I'll find something that'll help me get through the rest of the level. There were levels on Duke Nukem that I felt were just completely broken that I was just like, fuck this game. And I just stopped playing it because I was going to try to play through it all in the single player. But some of those levels are really fucking stupid. Like they just have really, really dumb shit in them that just doesn't work. I don't know. It, play it some more. You, you realize the annoyances of it if you play it for, for too long. But I was just like, oh, this game is not great. Like it's got it's got maybe like a few good levels, but there's some really, really bad ones in there, too, that just don't make sense. And the things that they ask you to do with like what you're able to, it's just ridiculously hard. And if you try to play it with anybody online, it's impossible because you need to go do a certain thing at a certain time. And if they're not communicating with you, they won't do it at the right time. And it just ended up being more frustrating than it was, than it was worth playing it. So, but it was only $5. So whatever I had enough, I had enough fun from it from when we played like some online matches, but yeah, some of those later levels are really dumb. They just don't, I don't know. I feel like they, Spent all the time on the early levels. Well, one more thing for the retail reports. Did you notice that a, for a second consecutive week, the Switch has taken Japan's entire top 30 software chart? Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week, but that, yeah, that, that happened, and that's pretty cool. I mean, Japan likes Nintendo. It's, uh, yeah, and it's Switch is hot, so there you PlayStation go. PlayStation 5s are still hard to get a hold of. Yeah. I mean, who's... Like what new games are coming out? I don't even. Keep, I guess I don't really keep track. Well, it's the it, well. There are. I don't feel like there's any like Japanese games per se for PlayStation Five that are hot right now, right? Isn't a lot of it like? Like I don't even know what people are playing. Like, but like Returnal, that's like American made. I guess there's the remake of Dark Souls or whatever or Demon Souls, mm. but and a lot of the other stuff's just upgraded versions of, you know, the same thing they did last generation, where it's just the first X amount of years or maybe like first year it's almost exclusively content from the last generation or it's stuff that's put on both i knew like so many people that were like i want to buy the miles morales game i'm like that's a ps4 game mm-hmm. it's it's for ps4 it's fine you don't have to buy a whole new system to play it it's on ps4 it was made for ps4 they just put it out for ps5 also but it's a ps4 game you know it's like uh it's like persona 5 when that that was a playstation 3 game you know <laughs> 
And it was, and it did come out for PS PlayStation Three also. But it was Demon Souls, I guess, is on PS Four, but you know, it's a remake for made for the PS Five. Yeah, well, I mean, D- Demon Souls was a PS Three game. That was the very first one before oh, Dark yeah. Souls. Yeah, which I actually have Demon Souls. That was the only one I actually played. I might have it too. But I, yeah, I bought it. Actually, I think I played it. I think I played it on PlayStation Plus, and then I bought it later. But it doesn't matter. It's cool that Nintendo's selling all that shit, selling those Mario Kart 8 games over and over and over and over again forever. Somebody had posted um You see the article where it's like from like years ago where they said Mario yeah, yeah. Kart 8 would be the worst selling Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. For the, like, now the top 30 is just Mario Kart 8. Well, cuz it was like yeah, cuz when it released for the Switch, for the Wii U, yeah, nobody nobody had a Wii U, but now they do. But do you want to talk so about some... do you want to talk about the Disney thing? Yeah, so we all remember that they released the Aladdin and the Lion King collection a while back. It looks like they're re-releasing it. Um, this is some evidence. Uh, there's some evidence that 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 they're re-releasing it with the Jungle Book. Remember the the Simba Jungle Book game? Oh, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was. I guess I thought it wasn't released yet, but I guess they did release it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Why don't they I just know. add it? Why don't they just add it as DLC for free? Like, why would they? I'm guessing that's what they're probably doing. Yeah. They're probably adding it as DLC for the digital, and then repackaging it with the three games. Because they physical. did the, they did the same thing with the uh, with the Blizzard collection that I have. They just added games to it that weren't there before. You know, so they added. That makes sense. Yeah, they did that yeah. with SNK as well. They added a shit ton of extra mm-hmm. games to that. Yeah, they added more stuff as it as it went. So. That's there was a bunch of Disney there. games out in the 16-bit era, and I think like they do well to just keep releasing it under this Disney Classic Games collection and you know adding DLC, so not separate games. I wouldn't buy a bunch of individual games for for ten dollars or whatever, but for fifty dollars, if they had all of the 16-bit Disney games, Castle of Illusion, and all those with some nice extras, sure, maybe, possibly. There was like I could count on one hand the good Disney games I would say. I yeah, I never really got into any of the Disney games on Super Nintendo, so it's like I didn't I didn't play I didn't play Lion King. I mean I didn't play Aladdin until like so we like we Duck talked Tales. about it on this on this show. But yeah, but it, those were NES games. Like I didn't really play any Super yeah, Nintendo the uh, Disney games, you know, per so se. The Castle of Illusion and Forest mm-hmm. of Illusion on Genesis are supposed to be really good I, i've played them but i don't remember them that that much they're, they're pretty uh, good I, I, really it's good. on it's on my mega drive mini that i have i've played Magical it through there Quest, right is that mm-hmm. what it was called it's on pretty cool Super Nintendo. that one's pretty fun yeah going oh, quackers the donald duck game a lot of people are like that game um and the jungle book game i rec- actually rented this one and i mm-hmm. i enjoyed it back in the day i think it's like a along the lines of pitfall specifically the, the pitfall remake that came out on on genesis and super nintendo it was a fun game so i don't know if the price is right maybe i said the same thing about the original one with the lion king and aladdin i didn't get that so it's probably the same price it's probably still 20 but with but with with more i mean there were there were different versions of the of the one game of aladdin on there so whatever there's some games that were announced at gamescom and some stuff from other stuff i wasn't really able to watch gamescom per se but i was just like staying on twitter and Mm -hmm. looking at all the 
stuff that was announced through it. And I did watch the Shredder's Revenge trailer that was shown on there. Watch that too. Yep. Which I was con- I was convinced that it was going to come out today. I don't know where that came from. I just th- just in my own head canon, I was like, they're going to announce it today. It's going to be shadow dropped, and we're going to have it like by today. And it just that was not the case. It got delayed till next year. Next year, yep. But uh, I do love seeing April in there as a playable character. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. I, I'm into that. I, I like that she that she's not just getting they rescued. She actually yeah. gets to come and fight people. So Is, I, I hope that they unveil some more secret characters other than just her. You know, like maybe now that they have more time, they'll add more stuff to it. And just watching... Just watching the trailer, just like how everything is animated and all the stuff happening in the background and all that, that game just looks great. Like, it just looks beautiful. So, I'm still excited about it. For some reason, I thought it would come out today, and unfortunately, it did not, but whatever. We can wait. Yeah, it's, like, it's adding up to look like a really, really good game. The fact gonna, that they I, are I'm sure going, I'll buy it. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. They get charged 30 bucks, I'd probably get this game. I mean, it, it, looked, it looked good from the beginning. It doesn't really... I don't feel like it has to do too much to, you know, to, I don't know. I mean, the company that did uh streets of rage four, right. Is, is behind yep. it. And so it already, well, and, and like, um, wasn't like Scott streets. Pilgrim, with, right? Oh, and also, uh, yeah. Pil- Scott Pilgrim. So it was like Scott Pilgrim. already some really solid stuff on there. They're the modern, modern beat em up guys for sure. Do you think they'll add Casey Jones? I, I hope so. I think so. They should. I mean, I this rate the entire turtles roster. Splinter, like, they'll probably add Splinter. Yep. Splinter for sure. So Splinter can fight. Oh, oh no, I, I thought you were thinking that they said Shredder. It's like so Shredder can fight Shredder. <laughs> hey, it's a video game. I'll take it. Make Shredder fight Shredder. Yep. What about Muckman and Joe Eyeball? I would say they have a lot. They had a lot of extra people on there, so you could you could fit a Usagi lot of characters. Yojimbo. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Yusaki Yojimbo was great. Casey Jones is a given, though. He's got to be in Splinter. It should be in there. There's gotta be in there. There's. A, I don't know if this had come out outside of Japan, but let's sing. It, oh no, I guess not. I guess it already did. But let's sing. 2022 is coming to Switch. Jeremy kept talking is about all like, the of all the karaoke games. So I need, here's I some need karaoke. Figure, yeah, I need to figure out the microphone solution on the Switch. If I can just hmm. buy a generic USB microphone, or if there's some game that came with one that actually right here actually here's a here's an answer for you right now i'm looking at the let's sing article from nintendo life it says no mic at hand it doesn't matter with let's sing microphone app you can turn your smartphone into a microphone that's pretty crazy i didn't even think Mm -hmm. about that so you can sing into your phone and it communicates with the game karaoke games yeah. yeah and that's and then you automatically have a mic so you don't have to buy a mic you just buy the game and get the app for free. It's actually That's kind of cool. kind of hygienic too, considering the times we're in. Like, okay, let's get together, but let's not share a mic. Let's just right. use our phones. Well, sure, and well, and also like in the yeah, in the fact that. You know, maybe people don't want to buy karaoke games because the mics might be expensive. Like that's a genius idea, where it's just like just cut the mic out. You don't have and to buy this. You just use your you just use your phone, your and now now just buy game, the game, yeah. and maybe that that's a good idea to. To sell more stuff, but I'm really intrigued. But I would almost download it just to see how that works, because just the thought of transferring voice to your TV through your phone was kind of cool. So this you, seems like yeah. something that would have a demo. Says so you can use a mixture of USB microphones and smartphones at the same time if that's how you want to do it. But yeah, I mean, look into it. Let's sing. That's I think that's the only karaoke that's on Switch as of right now. But you know, get in the now. See what the new stuff is. 
A strong playlist with 30 international hits, music vid- original music videos, eight thrilling game modes, solo or up to eight players, legend game mode for solo players, solo players with 16 challenges. Choose between maximum of four smartphones, two USB mics, and one headset. So you can have a total of seven on there. It did say eight. Players. A headset mic would be pretty fun. Do yeah. some like Britney Spears. <laughs> well, uh, I was at our friends in Kentucky. I remember when they would play karaoke games, they used a headset. So just so you didn't have to worry about holding the mic. You just, it's in your face all the time, you know? Get some lobs. Some USB lobs. <laughs> USB lobs. I'm sure they would sound terrible. I mean, uh, yeah. try to come over to your house and like, yep, for every game. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have the, I can't do that. I can't send it to you through USB. Sorry. Not going to work. What's Secret Neighbor? This you're uh, you're into that, John? Uh, no, I'm not into it. But I made a comment on our on our thing. So there was the uh, what's the the game that that you have to spy on your neighbor? It's like I'm Hello Neighbor the, or something, Hello, right? Hello, it has, Hello has neighbor, it in yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah, it's an it's a new version of that where it's it's essentially uh, that crossed with Among Among Us. You have to guess so where who, you you get to be the bad neighbor, right? Right. Right. That's kind of cool. So it's, but it's also like ends up being like the games where you're the serial killer chasing everybody. Yep. Yep. But I thought I just made a comment on that because at the same time, Fortnite came out with their Among Us mode. And I'm just like, yep, I guess it is about a certain amount of development time since Among Us was popular. <laughs> Those two games came out around the same time. I heard um, that Among Us was kind of mad that, uh, that they yeah. didn't, that it was just referencing them, but they don't actually straight up like come to them and talk to them about it. Cause you're talking about Fort- Fortnite? Fortnite, yeah, because Fortnite right. is so huge, and it's like, why don't you just directly like feature the game I instead would of say just Among doing Us like a knockoff might and all be, that? Well, it's not bigger than Fortnite, but it's it's got to be. I mean, Fortnite is its own it's, thing still, though. I mean, that like people yeah. still play that it's game. Its, it's in like season ecosystem. ten or something. Mm-hmm. It's big enough and obvious enough that that uh, you know, Fortnite ripped off Among Us. Um, Weren't Among that, Us and Fall which, Guys supposed to do some sort of collaboration too? Yeah, I don't know. I thought they did. I mean, they're already. very similar characters. Yeah, dogs. I thought they did, or maybe their characters just look the same. I don't know. It seems like the big guy just stealing the little guy's lunch money. <laughs> like Among Us, I think is a small small team that happened to strike it big. And yeah, well, AOC doesn't play Fortnite. The, success. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, Fortnite was a small team too before they became whatever they are. Was. Now. I don't know. I don't keep up with Fortnite, so I don't know anything about it. But uh, let's talk about some more games. Yeah, there's a Vertigo game, the Alfred Hitchcock's uh, movie, Vertigo. But it it looks like it has nothing to do with the movie. And if you read the comments section on this trailer video, they're just hilarious because they're all just like, what the fuck is this? This isn't the movie. This is nothing like the movie. Why would you make this game? Uh, You're just like stealing the name. Um, oh, the, oh, the top comment is they really nailed that distinctive Hitchcock trick of having characters who speak. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was by Evan Fowler. Let's just shout, I'll shout out the guy. <laughs> I hope there's a, I always love it where there's a comment in there that has like nothing to do with the video whatsoever. Like I hope somebody in there is like, oh yeah, and those trees and Pokemon Arceus look really dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be somebody in there. It's like, oh my God, everything's jagged. We talked about that before. There was a, what was it? There was a comment about Tony Hawk that was on the Nintendo Twitter, and and like what like four comments down was somebody who was like Xenoblade Chronicles Two was the worst game of all time. It's like, what? This has nothing Where to do with buddy? this. 
What do you? What, why are you even here? This has nothing to do with that game. Go to go somewhere else. I don't know. I like this trailer for Midnight Fight Express. This looks really cool. Yeah, I think that was unveiled during Gamescom. Uh, you know, it was it's a Jeff Keighley joint, so it was like world premiere, world premiere, world, world you know, like one after another, mm-hmm. like doing all that shit. So, which I had not even it's heard like- about it, but there was a bunch of stuff shown. But yeah, Midnight Fight. It's like a it's like an isometric action thing, but there's guns too. But it's also uh-huh. fighting, from what I saw. It looks like primarily a beat 'em up, like a three a three D isometric beat 'em up, which is not too common. Uh, looks like you can string together your moves in really fluid ways, and it just looks like an action movie. They even have a little segment in the trailer where it's the the cliche of oh the one hero trapped in the elevator with you know eight other bad guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> looks like so, they got a descending on the rappelling down the side of the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, it looks like there's a there's looks like there's a uh, heist scene where people are wearing animal masks. Oh yeah, yeah like a, like that other game. Checked all the boxes. Yeah, reference this as many is, uh, as many games as you can in, in a trailer at once. There. I think this is a definite purchase for me. This looks right up my alley. It looks pretty good. I don't that know. I'm just yeah. My friend Pedro too. This also looks like a 3D isometric. My friend Pedro minus the slow mo action. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be it. It would depend on what else was was out, but it does look pretty slick from the trailer, from what I've seen. Yeah, the camera work looks cool. Like it's not, although it's three D isometric or whatever. It seems like it zooms in and out and kind of like moves mm. around dynamically. Are you getting Marvel's Midnight Suns? It's it's funny because uh, all right. So let me say a couple things here. Number one, there's maybe like two Midnight Suns in this trailer, actually. Uh, I was a huge uh, Ghost Rider fan when I was in high school, and I read all the Midnight Suns. I actually read the introduction to Midnight Suns Spirit of Vengeance stuff more recently on on Marvel Unlimited. But they're really, like, Wolverine is not a Midnight Sun. Iron Man is not a Midnight... I don't know what you're thinking here with with your people that you have in here, but this is not the actual Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns were, like, the... They were the weird ones. It was, like, Morbius and, like, Blade and Ghost Rider and, like, all these, like, more demonic monster characters not fucking iron man so yeah, but wolverine he has a five o'clock shadow but wolverine is not a midnight sun damn it he's fucking x-man he's in like he's every he's in like every team there is like it don't put him in there too like he's in the avengers and the x-men now like this let leave him out but it's uh it's cool because i looked at it and i was like oh yeah no i like the midnight suns and then i'm like i would be so into this unless it's like a turn-based strategy game and that's what it is it's a turn-based strategy game it's like which is like my least well i mean you know it, i like them but they're just it's hard for me to get into them i guess i like them ghost i like rider wearing a different click. costume okay so that's another thing that's a new ghost rider that's not even the ghost rider that they're that is like the main mm-hmm. ghost rider in the comics right now which that was weird too because this is like because they tried to reboot ghost rider where they made him a different character where he has like a car that has fiery tires instead of the instead of the motorcycle and that's that Ghost Rider, which that Ghost Rider is even like five years old, like now. I thought that was really okay. weird. And that was the Ghost Rider character that was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that was on TV. So that's how like fucking old this new Ghost Rider is. So it's weird because they st- cause they went back to the old Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider with the motorcycle and all that in the comics. So why are they returning to this Ghost Rider with the car, who he was never really a Midnight Sun either, because at the time that it was that was brought around, Midnight Suns didn't really exist anymore. That was a '90s thing, but 
whatever. I don't know. I if you if you put like fucking Johnny Blaze in there, like ninety nineties Johnny Blaze and like Morbius and Darkhold and Lith, Lilith, which I know Lilith is going to be in there, but if you put all that weird shit from the nineties in there, I'll buy it regardless. But I like the idea because that was like one of my favorite like uh, factions like factions Iron of comics at the time, but. But yeah, Iron Man is no Midnight Sun. It does not fit like, in there. If we want people to buy this game, we definitely need Iron Man in here. Yeah, Iron Man and, and Wolverine. It's just kind of like, all right, all right, whatever. And it, it was just a really weird announcement because it at first I thought maybe it was like an expansion to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 game that was already out because it could be. You know, it's like here's some more, even though I do think Ghost Rider and Blade are already in there. But it's like, but you could add Morbius and Vengeance and some of those other guys on there. I don't know. But yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing. It was presented weird, I guess. I don't know, but it's done by the people who did XCOM, so it's gonna be like that. I don't know. Depends on what up is, what else is out. I'm definitely not gonna get the Jumanji game, but there's a Jumanji game also that was announced. I, it's, I guess it's based on the movie. I never really cared that much about the movie. But some well, people, Jack some Black people... or the one with no the uh, the Robin um, Williams Robin Williams one. Which I did see it once, I just don't really remember it. But what's more exciting than that is that that Monkey Ball Banana Mania has announced another character in a ball. I know you guys are on the edge of your seats here. But uh, Morgana from Persona 5 has been added on there, which I feel like Sega is just twisting the knife on all these RPGs that aren't on uh-huh. Switch that will never be on Switch. And they're just going to twist the knife forever for anybody who wanted Persona or Yakuza games to be on Switch. They're just going to just keep this is like just, when just hitting putting... you with the shit like that. It was like, here's another one you want that we're not going to release. What do you think about that? I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah. It drives me like crazy. Like they're putting, uh, what's the guy from uh, Mother 3 in Smash Brothers? And then they put oh, Lucas. Marth. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah. And then they put Marth and all them and back before the Fire Emblem flood. Yeah. Yeah, but then we did. But then we did get Fire Emblem not that long after that. But lots of Fire Emblem. And uh, it's what now you have a now you have a cat in a ball to tell you to go to sleep or whenever you have to go to sleep. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> and, and, and I've already seen someone might post a joke like the next character is you. You're in the ball. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was surprised that I was like, well, you know, Sega does like kind of own part of Bayonetta. Like I know we mentioned that before, but Bayonetta mm-hmm. in a ball, or like uh, you know, the Shenmue guy in a ball. I don't know. I mean, at this point, just I just do them all. What they need to do is they should put a Vise from Skies of Arcadia, put mm-hmm. him in there in a ball. Even though I feel like I'm the only one that loves that game so much. He I know there's other people that the do. the racing but... game, right? Or one of the racing games. Vise. Oh, yeah, Vise was in there. Yeah, he had a in. Yeah, he had the, the ship. It's like a the ship in car form. So that's pretty cool. And also, when you're going down the when you're doing the monkey ball thing, I think you collect treasures as Morgana. So they they're doing the same thing where they change the they they change the um, yeah the bananas up. So it's maybe cool if they like pull the, if they pull the Soul Caliber kind of thing where they're like, well, on Nintendo it's going to have uh, you know Link's going to be in the ball, but on you know on uh, oh on yeah. PS4, it's yeah they should go back to that or... yeah yeah that'd be interesting. I don't know. They need Xbox to um, gets Master Chief in a ball. I want to see uh, ball form San- Samus in a ball. That's what I want. Samus in a ball. Just a little ball. pebble bouncing around the side. <laughs> in another ball. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, Akuma Street Fighter crossover, Jeremy? Did you watch this trailer? No, and I, so I don't understand it. 
Oh, it, it was well, just like I want like... I want to play. I want to play Monster Hunter Rise again. I need to play it this weekend to do this because it basically looks like you can make turn your character into like... Akuma. Okay, and you can. So it's uh, just a costume. It's a costume, but it but it showed you doing like a you know like the dragon uppercut and the and the and the you know the Hadoken and all that stuff. So I don't know how much it changes. It, it must maybe it, it must have its own battle set, right? Because but it also showed Akamo using like the swords and guns and stuff like that that are already in the game. But it also shows you doing like the spinning kick and the uppercut and all that shit, and and the like you know and the wire bug. So. I just think it's Gosh, hilarious it's that so you're I played this. that you're walking around like with the giant like Akuma hair. Like speaking of that uh, earlier, you know, with the demise, and, uh, and this actually looks like much bigger hair than I've seen him have in other games. But you know, I love Street Fighter, so I'm like, well, I'm like, well, shit, I I, I want to play this. I do want to have an Akuma character, so I don't know what I have to do, but I would like to try to do it. So it's August twenty seventh. That's tomorrow. It's uh yeah. The time we're recording, it's yeah. coming out, yeah. It's very soon. It's an event quest thing, so I don't know what what I have to do to get the Akuma layered armor, but I want it. Do you guys see the Metroid Dread trailer? The new uh, one? you know what? No, because I am on a no Metroid Dread trailer lockdown because I want to buy that game and I want no spoilers. I don't so think you missed anything. I haven't watched really. any. I, I haven't watched any of the like, um, the, whatever they're doing where they do the like uh journals or whatever the fuck they the call report. it i just don't i just don't want it to be you know once, once there's something that i'm interested in i don't want to watch any more trailers or anything of it because it'll spoil me for later so i have me to say one tidbit one little thing that i found in there go for it so samus has a jetpack i mean that's kind of like her having a jetpack is kind of similar to the space jump though right this so that's not that much different maybe she has like they don't show her using it, but in one of the cutscenes that they show, she's laying on the ground, face down, and on the back, you can see like a little small jetpack coming out of her suit. Yeah, but she, but she, actually like but she the already last, like twenty seconds of the video. I mean, but she mm. can't. But she always has a jetpack, though. Like, I'm not going to open she, these. I'm not going to open these uh, Metroid toys that I have right in front of me. But uh, she does have jetpacks on the back of her suit, like in any of the other games. So. Yeah, it's not, I just never noticed. It's not that much different. But you haven't played you haven't played any of the Metroid games all the way through, so that's true. I always figured that the those that that jetpack was for um was for the the space jump, which uh, the space jump is just, is in uh in um the Game Boy game and the Super Nintendo game is basically a an endless jump where you can just jump mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over again forever. And I lo- I love the space jump, and the space jump was changed in Metroid Prime to be a double jump. But yeah, she does have she does have like jet booster things on the on the back of her suit, so that's not necessarily new. Ah. so no spoilers well, then. Thought... But buy the game, please. Make make it a good seller. <laughs> there was a little buzz about the uh, Metal Gear Solid movie. Oscar Isaac explained why he decided to join the movie. So it turns out he was a fan of the game. He says, I just love the game. I love the feeling that the game would give me every time I'd play. It's just a strangely isolated, mournful, lonely game to play that has these incredible moments of violence and terror with these weird psychedelic concepts and villains. But yeah, it's like kind of uh, psychedelic military horror things that happen. And the truth is, underneath the whole thing, it's an anti-war story. So I think those are the elements that I really love. And I love the feeling of playing it. And the big question of, 
can something like that be transferred or can you explore those themes in a really interesting way on film? And the answer is no. So, uh, uh, take your paycheck and you just know. take all the cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid Two <laughs> and just rearrange them. And you can make a movie out of it. It's always funny to see. I mean, well, I mean, you know, he's there for the paycheck. I'm sure he likes the game too. But it's like, mm. if if it's kind if, of masturbating if, if, Kojima a little bit. There. I mean, if Hideo Kojima is not making the movie, what's the point? Is this how I? Feel? I'm wondering why he's not making the movie. I mean, I guess because he's because he's, he's not he doesn't he's not he with Konami anymore. Over, does he? Yeah. He's not with Konami anymore. I thought they like kind of. He doesn't like, get to like, take Metal Gear with him, does he? No, it's it's no. like it's like Metal Mar- Gear's Konami's. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like Marvel when you create a character, you don't get to own it. Like they own it forever. So I mean, and it's they already yeah, he didn't make the original thing. Metal Gear. He just made solid on. It's yeah. just sad because he's obviously so, so in the movies and no, he, no, he did he did Metal Gear. Did he? Yeah, no, he he did the NES ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, or whatever, or whatever system it was on. I was, I was so I think it sure. started on PC and then it was converted to. It it was there was this other system that I hadn't heard of. MS, yeah, it was something. Yeah. MSX. Yep. Yeah, no, no. I thought I thought yeah, no. He did all of them. He did the, he did the well. I mean, Metal Gear Survive or whatever. I guess he didn't do, but but the, no, he he did the first one. Yeah, he was the director of the MSX. NES Why hasn't one. there been a Metal Gear Musou game yet? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that about uh, Skyward Sword. Is Skyward Sword also ends with Hyrule Warriors. There's a whole part where you have to fight like 100 Moblins at yeah. once. It's exactly the same. as, as uh, <laughs> It feels very much like like uh, Hyrule Warriors because it has you can only go to a certain area because there's like a there's like a gated area around you. So and they all kind of run up to you and they don't all attack you at the same time. And I just just swipe my way through all of them. It's a really, really weird way to end the game, but whatever. In Metal Gear Musa, you have to crawl through a battlefield of 100 guys in a cardboard box, not get detected. Well, there's actually, I mean, there was it's some like, really... Burr, 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 burr. You just keep hearing that sound. I mean, if you ever played Metal Gear Solid 4, there is like some really cool stuff where you're actually sneaking through like a war that's happening behind you with a whole bunch of people fighting each other. And then there was Metal Gear Solid 2 where you had to sneak around those like hundred soldiers that were like turning mm-hmm. and saluting and all that. So they've already done stuff part. like that this. Part was fun. Yeah. They've already done stuff like that in Metal Gear games. But uh, did you guys, did you guys get to look at that Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker saga game, by the way? No. It's uh, I guess it's, um, it's still not coming out. I guess it's been delayed a bunch of times, but there was a new trailer that was shown at Gamescom and uh, it looks, I mean, I haven't loved I haven't loved the Lego game since uh, Marvel Superheroes, but this game actually looks really good. Like it's supposed to be like fully open world, like you can travel from like planet to planet and all that stuff. And it looks like they made the lightsaber battles like a little bit more technical and all that instead of just like mashing the button. There's a little bit more strategy to it, and it looks cool. It, look, it looks uh, looks dope from from what I've seen. So. I don't see anything about it. I am intrigued. You should watch the trailer of it. Looks really cool. The characters look great. As as long as they hopefully they just cut out Rise of Skywalker, you don't have to play much of that movie, and it'll be a, a much more interesting game in the end. That Marvel Lego game is coming to Switch, right? We talked about that. It is. I yeah, I like that game a lot, and I might buy it again just because it was so much fun to play the first time. It all depending on the price, of course, and the time it comes out and all that stuff. Well, I'm disappointed because oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I was just going to mention the uh, the TV show that John sent the link to that I, I was intrigued by. The Frogger TV show? Oh, yeah. 
Um, okay, sure. You know, <laughs> is, is it a game show? Like, it, like if you it's die, you don't show, get yeah. paid. It it's looks like MX, what do they call it? MXC in Japan, but then it got mm-hmm. renamed. Uh, it's Wipeout here. Yeah, Wipeout. Yeah, if it's like get, Wipeout, but with a, a Frogger theme. If you get run over and you die, it's you lose. They don't send any money to you. That's basically what happens. It just looks like Double Dare on like like plus Double Dare for adults. Like it looks pretty cool. And I mean, I guess that's the way a lot of these shows have looked. Like even Ninja Warrior kind of reminds you of like Double Dare for adults, but in a lot more extreme of a way. But this looks actually fun. Like it doesn't look like it's impossible. Like it almost seems like you have a chance to win, but maybe I could be wrong. Cause all these things get really slippery when they're over water and you're mm. basically jumping on all these foam, these inflated or these, uh, floating foam things that kind of represent the space between the cars as they're moving. And the cars will literally just shove you off. That's how they kill you. But man, what a shameless use of the Frogger <laughs> license. Exactly. <laughs> like it's like they had the idea for this show and then like what thing in pop culture can we squeeze in to, to make it fit? And it was Frogger. I imagine a room full was like, we like people doing lines of Coke up. and there's yep. like, they're all using like hundred dollar bills to do the Coke. They're like, we have all this money to do whatever we want. Frogger. They woke up the next morning. Shit, we made a Frogger TV show. <laughs> I mean, it's on it's on Peacock. It's I mean, been filmed. How'd that happen? It's on Peacock. I'm sure they're like really grasping at straws to try to find something worthwhile to watch on there. So it's like, uh, here, uh, let's make a Frogger game. It does look at the what, hosts look familiar. What what is what is the name of that other show that where you from, like where you jump on those giant balls and you try not to fall in the water? Like it's called like Splat or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. not white, not Wipeout. It's a oh, it's a different one. I thought it had a different name, but it's a. It looks exactly like that. They made it. They made like a Wii game of it. Maybe it was Wipeout. I thought it. I thought it had a weirder name. I they made a Wii game like, of Wipeout. I thought it was called like Splat or something like that. But the host is Damon Wayans Jr. and he was on. Uh, I thought it was New, a Wayans. New Girl. Yeah. Okay. okay. I know. thought it was a Wayans, but I didn't want to say because I was like, yeah, don't know who that guy is. Looks kind of too young. I guess it is Wipeout. Yeah, no, you're right with the giant balls. <laughs> Whatever. It's like, yeah, let's do Wipeout, but with Frogger. I guess you you're know. sort of getting an impression. There's going to be a lot of joking around and getting to know the people that are playing. And then, then at the same time, like everyone just totally humiliating themselves. So it could be cool. <laughs> I'll give it a watch just for the Frogger license. I'll not give it a watch. Cause I wonder what the, uh, no, like the release form for care. That is like to play that game. It's probably not much. I mean, who owns you Frogger get, now? I mean, it's not you like may they're drown making any on new live games. television. It's not like they're making any new games anymore, you know? No, no, I don't mean for the license. I mean to, like, compete, like, because you might die. It looks like a lot of potential for death in the way that courses are set up. It's a lot of physical activity, yeah, crashing around and stuff. Yep. Lots of moving things that are above the water where you need to get your head to keep breathing. Those uh, those, those Nerf uh, cars are going to get you. Look out. Well, the next one... Uh... That I wanted to talk about was um, on America's Got Talent. The guy I was rooting for, he just got voted off tonight. So I'm kind of bummed. Oh, um, I didn't vote for him yeah. or watch the show or any of his YouTube videos. It's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I've seen. I've watched so much of this guy's stuff over the years. Like, yeah. it would be it would be cool if he like went somewhere with this show. But he's already like established himself, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's a YouTube legend. Yeah. He's great. He's had a lot of viral and like videos. Like from the golden age, too, not just like recent YouTube. Mm. We're talking like 
the beginning of the platform, he was all over it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I want to see this guy find some mainstream success, though, because I think he's a really talented dude, and he really works hard at it. And uh, You know, this was a moment, and I think he got a little bit of a rough deal on, on the show. But, um, yeah, um, Keith Apicari, if you haven't heard of him, look up his videos. They're, they're hilarious. He even name-dropped the Dreamcast 2 on, on last night's <laughs> episode. Like, that's the only time in the history of broadcast television that something like that would happen. So thank you for that, if nothing else. But I wanted to say his statement that he just put out on uh, Facebook earlier today regarding the show. So he says, thanks very much for the support, everyone. I really appreciate it. Me and the other contestants have been talking and all the people who haven't signed the crazy ownership contracts are getting, quote unquote, voted off. My agent wouldn't let me sign it because they'd own like everything I ever make. And I don't even want to do a Las Vegas show. I was asked to come on this show and basically do the Kimberly Cole dance audition all over again on AGT. He's referencing uh, one of his talent. biggest viral videos. Yeah. Well, that, he, he did a video with the artist Kimberly Cole, Cole that was one of his biggest viral hits. Um, so he continues. Also, the routine I did la- last night wasn't what I wanted to do. Oh, well, all done now. Thanks for watching and voting. Yeah, so you're seeing it, behind the curtain a little bit there. He wasn't playing his character. He was being like... Honestly, being honest there. experience yeah well i mean it's yeah, like that's a, it's kind of interesting it's like we were talking about like metal gear and uh and like um hideo kojima and all that like this yeah this a lot of the shit they he would not own any of the stuff that he did on it and may i mean i think that especially you should, backlog way wise that's kind of scary. right i mean when that's she, his character that he's been working on for 15 years yeah you know, uh, he's smart to not give it up for for anything i would think it'd be some i mean you would wish him to not be involved with the mainstream thing like that because it's better for him to do it on its own on on youtube mm-hmm. like he'll make more money he'll have to pay less people and it'll be less garbage you know like do it for yourself like I you, don't can, know. you can yeah youtube's pretty damn mainstream like yeah yeah right he's mm-hmm. already uh, he's i'm not saying like he's a i think it's more mainstream than necessarily i think it's more mainstream but... than america's got talent is like i didn't even i haven't seen that show like ever <laughs> period yeah I don't know. I mean, I think I think the percentage of people that watch cable TV versus the percentage of people that watch YouTube is like one side. You know, it's like yeah. it's like two sides of the spectrum there. Whereas everybody well, watches YouTube and but yeah, yeah, but but people well, don't watch cable anymore. People don't even have cable all the, anymore. All the highlights from those shows get are on YouTube. Like any sort yeah. of stuff I've watched from any of those shows, I've watched on YouTube's too. So it's all there on YouTube. Like. He was already doing well, but I, I get it. Like, at least I like that he's uh, kind of, like I said, showing behind the curtain a little bit. Mm. You know, here, you know, he he can go away from that in his life isn't ruined or whatever. He doesn't feel like he, he blew his one shot or whatever. But a lot of people on that show are going to have that that they're going to be desperate for to take their to take their career to the next level or whatever. And then they're going to get caught in some sort of contract they don't even understand, or they're going to be willing to like borrow from their future self to have success now and then be totally screwed later. So I appreciate that. I heard him say earlier that all he really hoped for from this was to get some kind of other opportunity to get cast in something so he can do his, his, you know, do what he does uh, on on other shows and, and continue to have other avenues to, to make a living at it. So I hope that that happens for him. 
off this exposure because he is a really talented dude. Um, everybody go give him a look if you haven't already. Keith Apicary. Good job, dude. Well, do you want to talk about this uh, more stuff that has been that people have, are seeing about selling games at ridiculous amounts of money here? Yeah, I think we can sum it up by saying we were seems like we were kind of right, and this was. I agree. Uh, it's a front. A, <laughs> it was. It was, we, it was a mob. We is a mob front, sort right? Of, right. So I, I'd say, like, I think it was me. It was like I feel like the the. Uh, the graders and the auction house are working together, which it's right there on paper. Like you can see it in the documents. Like maybe I didn't even necessarily infer that myself, but you know, it's pretty much that like the, the long and short of, of this video that I watched by uh, Seth Abramson. And I think Carl Jobst is the one who published it on YouTube. I'm reading the notes here, but I actually watched this full video and it really doesn't present new evidence in the well it does but it presents what kind of what you would expect to be the worst case scenario which is two things that are supposedly working in uh, different fields completely are actually just propping each other up and one pushes one up one pushes one up so you grade that we you know this grading company exists for not very long and then this auction house says well we're only going to sell games that were graded by this company blah, 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 and you just get like this whole I'll scratch your back, you scratch yours. I'll buy this game for a bunch of money, but I won't disclose I was the buyer. You know, this was the owner of the of Heritage Auctions that bought the, you know, that was the high bidder on the games that originally were really high priced, you know, like, oh, well, Heritage Auctions just sold a game for $30,000. That's the, the world record now. Oh, the guy who owns Heritage Auctions was the one who bought it? Well, they didn't yeah. say that in the documentation. <laughs> right. Could but be it's that. all right there. Yeah, it's all right there in this report. So I, I suggest you watch this if you haven't seen it. It's despicable. It's just playing people for a fool. It's like any other pyramid scheme, really. And um, it, it really seemed like the complete opposite of collecting. Like, if you know anything about collecting and selling stuff, like, or if you follow, like, you know, video games that are worth money and all that, it's not the ones that are, it was weird that the ones that were like the most mass produced and that most people had were the ones that were selling for the most. And that just doesn't make any sense. Cause you know that the mm. ones that are actually the ones that sell for a lot of money are the ones that are like limited qu- quantities or like were never re-released like little Samson's and the fucking Flintstones mm. game and like stuff like that. You know, it's like not fucking Mario 64, yeah, which the everyone had like it's quality. Right. It, that that's what that's that's what like had my like spider sense going off or whatever when I saw no. it. I was like, that's not that's not the way that works. Like I know, like I've bought collectibles whatever for years and it's not like all the it's it's like uh you know, it's not like the game that everyone has yeah. is worth like a million dollars. It's the one that no one would no one bought because there were limited quality quantities of them and that's why it's worth more. I don't know, like whatever. But it'd be like the baseball card that came in every pack, like like the tops advertisement or something all of a sudden being like the most valuable baseball card. Yeah. It's like, once you see dragon warrior one on NES selling for like a million dollars, you're like, wait a second. We all got that thing for free. You're full of shit, man. <laughs> that, that game's worth like see, $10. If even way that. back in the day, way back in the day, this is like the, the nineties. So this also covers like, you know, this whole video covers how there's been these booms these bubbles that have popped and all these different things over time, you know, everyone knows about beanie babies, baseball cards, starting lineups, action figures to a certain extent, hot wheels. Like the list goes on and on of all these things that were artificially inflated in some way by 
certain people who had uh, who saw an opportunity to make a bunch of money. So this covers the fact that I think another thing that kind of points out it gives the actual terminology, which I can't remember, but that humans we collect things like a lot of animals, I guess, collect things, but humans like not only do you want a thing, but you want the history too. That's why, like, you know, a a painting by the the Mona Lisa, obviously Da Vinci painted it. That's important or whatever. But the history of the painting too is like part of it. You know, like where what music? The fact that it hung in the Louvre or whatever, Chain if it were command, ever sold, uh, or right, ownership rather, if it were ever sold, and it would be like this was hung in the Louvre, that would add value to it. You know, not just who the artist was this that and the other like the whole history of the thing follows it so this is all about how these companies are like using like they're creating a false history around the game itself of whose hands it's been in and not necessarily a false history but like a false like inflation of how valuable Wait, it is and this game was owned by the nephew of the founder of heritage auctions <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and in like all this yeah the stuff about the mold on there and all that it's like mm. Right, how, how the mold on what like just two games, one's Excite Bike, the other is uh, oh, what is it Alpha game? Mission, right? And so Alpha Mission got a 6.0 for having uh, mold, and then a or what is it, a moldy copy of Excite Bike with mold on the front of the box, very visible, whereas the other one didn't have visible mold, got a five, and that's just like. It seems like a total off-degree difference if you look at the two boxes, where one looks like the Excite Bike box looks like it was found in a garbage dump. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it it seemed like it was kind of a front. I don't know. A lot of people have been saying that, but mm-hmm. so they actually did issue a, a response, which I saw this on social media yesterday. John, you have it here in the yep. the notes. But basically, their Wada's just like, well, I guess Heritage hasn't responded yet, but Wada's like. We invite Mr. Jobes to come here and tour the facility and blah, 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 blah. We wish he would have spoken to us first because he made false claims that we would have cleared up. You know, very, very uh, diplomatic response on their part. But I just don't see anywhere in this where, I mean, there's even within the, the video, it shows when this person was on a, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Ab- is it Abramson? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was on the podcast. He was on like a crypto podcast, and they're talking about like cryptocurrency and, and NFTs and all that stuff. Dude straight up says, like, I was trying to inflate the market. Like, I believe he uses that as exact terms. And so he's basically like feels like maybe his little mental gymnastics he's doing is that he's creating finally ascribing real world value that should have already been there, and he's just, you know pushing that forward to where it should already be with the rare things. I, I hope he does it with game watches. Do it with game watches, man. Yeah, right. Make my watch <laughs> worth like $500,000. I'm fine with yeah. that. I mean, I think we all have some stuff that's probably worth something. I think Why? I have one last thing that I want to talk about on the note of game watches. There was a mysterious Nintendo game and watch that appeared at an auction that apparently nobody really knew what it actually was. It's the, a rare artifact. And this is from Kotaku. They say, a Yahoo Auctions listing in Japan made headlines in the collecting community recently when it offered for purchase a Nintendo game and watch that was so rare that many people were convinced it was fake. 
And as Nintendo's super fan and author of the incredible history of Nintendo series of books, Florent Gorge explains, this particular Game & Watch came in a regular retail Donkey Kong box, but on its top plate had an illustration of three men, along with a commemorative note about Nintendo's having sold 20 million Game & Watch devices. The winning bid ended up being one, over 1 million yen, about $9,085. It looks like, a, I mean, it looks like the Pep Boys like version of it, you know, yeah. with like the guys with the giant heads like on there. <laughs> it like, like it does. And one yeah. of the guys is Gunpei Yokoi. It's probably worth a lot more, and whoever got it got it for a steal. There's speculation that it was perhaps purchased by Nintendo because the the uh, winning bid was not revealed the identity for the purpose of putting it in that Nintendo museum that they're building. Sure. Well, and all I mean, and this is like showing like what we were talking about before. It's like this is an actual rare thing that nobody's seen, and this is nine thousand versus like. Mm-hmm. Super Mario 64, who everyone's seen, which was like what everybody saw. It was like selling for a million. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But I say we just take a second to talk about Super Nintendo's 30th anniversary, and then we'll be done here. Which uh, I, I'm sure you've seen people talking about it because it's uh, it's happened. I don't know if it ha- started like last week or this week, but Super Nintendo. What is this the... Famicom or the U.S. anniversary? This is the, this is the uh, release of the. I'm gonna look it up here. the the Super Nintendo The Super Nintendo was released August 23rd of 1991, so it was the 30th anniversary of the North American Super Nintendo, which happened a couple days ago. So, and it was in limited mm-hmm. quantities, but officially it was August. Yeah, August 23rd. Yeah, so that's so that's what we're talking about, which is pretty major because. The Super Nintendo is, you know, was like my favorite system of all time, even though I think the Switch probably is now just because it has too many games on it. Because it has so many games on it, but the Super Nintendo Every- was yeah, my favorite for years. So everything that's been my favorite since the Super Nintendo has by extension had some direct correlation to it. So I would have for many years said the Game Boy Advance, SP especially. But that's because that's a Super Nintendo that you can take mm-hmm. with you. I mean it's more than that, but Essentially, that's what it was for quite a bit of its lifespan. And then eventually I was like, I like the 3DS a lot. Well, guess what? New 3DS, especially, you can download Super Nintendo on it. Also, the Wii, I guess, was cool. But like, mm-hmm. I just liked that it was still a portable that you could play Super Nintendo games on. So now it's a Switch. I think Switch is probably my favorite console. Guess what's on it? Every it's, Super Nintendo game I want to play. Well, not every well, one, but <laughs> a good chunk of them. Still I'd, say, I'd say 80%. Of what I want to play on the SNES is on the Switch right now, and I'm sure there's other great games I could could know about or I could be playing, but it's it's what I well. Plus, I have the SNES Classic. That thing's great too. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Super Nintendo is awesome. Like it was, uh, I Super Nintendo was the system that made me into games. Like that was the reason that I. That's when I pretty much realized that I liked video games was the Super Nintendo because the NES I wasn't really that sure of, but the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was it was for real. Like that was like, all right, that's I'm into it. I like it now, you know, because I there were so many games that I liked on that on that system in particular. So that solidified for my love for video games right there was the Super Nintendo. And yeah, I like all these other versions that have Super Nintendo stuff in there. I'm always drawn towards Super Nintendo games that are released on the Switch, you know, and uh, maybe not so much. I mean, the Game Boy Advance, yeah, kind of was like a portable Super Nintendo, and that's definitely what drew me to it when it came out but 
you know, I was so excited about the virtual console on the Wii because there were access to so many Super Nintendo games that I'd never played before, which, which I would you had want to, to get a different controller, which was a little annoying on the Wii. But I love like, that controller. But I love that controller yeah. at the time. It was my favorite controller before the because you couldn't play them with GameCube yeah. controllers. Yeah. Like it let you, but it just didn't. Yeah, play but right. but you don't want to. Like the GameCube controllers, the buttons are all in the wrong place. Like if you want to mm-hmm. play Super Nintendo control uh, N- Nintendo games correctly, it's they're they're not in the right spot. So I was going to ask you, like, what is your favorite? What is your favorite obscure Super Nintendo game that you can think of that we haven't talked about before on the show? I know that's like really hard to do, probably, because I mean, we've talked about some weird ones that were on the yeah Nintendo Switch online. But I was trying to think of one that I had that maybe nobody ever played that because I, I played a lot of weird Super Nintendo games. Because my Super Nintendo time, I wasn't really, I didn't really understand the importance of first party games and all that, or Nintendo made games. Mm-hmm. So I rented a lot of like really strange games and stuff. I don't know. One that was coming to mind right now that I think I played more often than anybody ever should, but the uh, Ren and Stimpy Vidiots on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I played a lot oh, of that yeah. game. I was one to try that one. Yeah, I played a lot of that game. It's a hard game, but I finally beat it all the way through once, one time. <laughs> but it's uh, it, thankfully it had a stage select code so I could move from level to level and then like memorize each level and then play it all the way through. I mean, I, I'm sure I I've talked it. about it, but I mean, Bubsy, like I actually beat that game. So I don't know why or how, but I actually thought it was a good game. I was that deluded. I thought I was playing a good game at the time. So objective Bubsy reality kind of pulled was one over on all of us. You know, I mean, he was the, he was a mascot character, just like Mario, just like Sonic. Yeah. yeah he was the third one. Mario, Sonic, Bubsy, of course, right? I yeah. miss. I wish we saw Turtles in Time. That was that was a lot of fun. That's one we got early on. That I wish that I had gotten to play more. It's so hard to find that game at a de- decent price now. And I think it was, didn't it? I thought it came out on the Xbox at one point, but I don't think it's available anymore. What, was it the arcade? Was there an arcade version of Turtles? It was probably the there was a remake. Version. There was a remake. Yeah, there was. There, there was a oh, remake. Yeah, there was a remake. You're yeah. right. There, there, mm-hmm. there was one. Yep. Yeah, so I can't think of any because you know, I didn't have a Super Nintendo at the time. But one that comes to mind is that game Clock Tower. Just seems like an unusual uh, game that is not uh, like other games on the Super Nintendo. And that's it's another one like the core game. That's the one like in the in the realm of like stuff that was never never translated mm-hmm. or or whatever. It's like right. the Terra Enigma of that. You know, I know yeah. I hear people talk about that or like. Or Seiken Ten- Densetsu Three, which is actually on Switch now, but I mean, like the you know the Secret of Mana sequel and all that stuff, and yeah, I don't know. Super Nintendo was awesome. I mean, I figured that eventually we'll do a Super Nintendo related episode for our Patreon stuff. You know, I'd like, I definitely would like to do a Super Metroid one because Super Metroid is like, I still think it's one of the greatest games of all time, and one of us, one of th- one of the three of us, has not played it all the way through, and. You should, especially since it's completely free on the Switch. You know, you don't have to pay anything for it. You just have to enjoy its greatness. Maybe, maybe Dread will send you in that direction. But yeah, no, I just wanted to touch on that just because Super Nintendo is my favorite system. I mean, it still is my favorite system. You know, just because uh, it's great. I love the controllers. I love the 
I love the music more than anything. Say the music was like just the sound. I'll even just say the sound like as a kid hearing that rich stereo sound the first time, like in the echoey and like the donut levels, like when you're in the caves and then like, of course the creepy, like ghost house music and the really cool, like swelling. Yeah, it was just, it was great. Yeah. The music was a big, I mean, that, that was also, I mean, I think I did like some of the, there were NES songs that I liked, but I think I just liked like the NES rendition of whatever, like I remember recording like the Indiana Jones theme on the NES game, but, Mm -hmm. but when it got to Super Nintendo, I realized that I actually liked the music like as is. Oh yeah. I remember seeing on the box of my friend Super Nintendo that it had CD quality sound. At the time I didn't even have a CD player yet. So I thought, whoa, this is like super (laughs) advanced. (laughs) <laughs> but i but i remember that being well especially final fantasy 6 was like the one that was like all right now i'm humming these songs when i'm not playing the game and i want to listen to them at all times same with also with like donkey kong country Chrono, 2 Chrono like, triggered that had a huge all the, effect the, the donkey me. kong soundtrack man. well actually and i think the i think the first one that i ever fell in love with was f-zero like that soundtrack was really really good and i still listen to it you know pretty often so it was just i was just like wow these songs are fucking killer I didn't realize they were just like metal songs, but like in chiptune or whatever, you know. But, but yeah, we salute you, Super Nintendo. That's how we will go yeah, out on a on a on a high note here. But yeah, uh, go play those games on your Nintendo Switch Online. There's a bunch of them on there, especially Super Metroid, since Metroid Dread is coming out soon. And everybody, please buy that game so we can have more Metroid games in the future. You know, because we it, I feel like Metroid games never sell ever, even though everybody can claims to be a fan of them so there you go but thanks for listening to us for our 285th episode and all that stuff and you want to hear us talk about more stuff as i mentioned patreon go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and donate a dollar and you can hear all of our bonus episodes and all that stuff we did one on endings and we're going to do another one soon about our favorite year in gaming so stay tuned for that and if you want to find us elsewhere on the internet uh jeremy and i were at at jmaxstack and at nintendo underscore domain. That's on Twitter and also twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast or youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast. Just look up nintendo main. You will find whatever shit we have on that there. And uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you.